0: the blaze radio network on demand pat gray is here pat gray is here on the blaze radio network
1: Welcome, Pack ray Unleashed, on the blaze, 888-933-93. Well, Hurricane uh, Maria now has made landfall in Puerto Rico, and apparently been pretty bad, 155 mile an hour winds, 155 miles an hour, uh, so a really strong Category 4 hurricane winds gusting to 165, and then you got the storm surge and all of that stuff, so... Uh, just a really, really tough day for, uh, for Puerto Ricans, uh, follows a tough day for Floridians and a tough day for Houstonians.
2: What were the hurricanes that you went through in Houston? And-
1: uh, we had Rita. Yeah. Uh, Katrina sort of, you know, but not really cause it was mostly New Orleans and Mississippi. Um, uh, and Ike was the one that really hit us what and caused us a bunch of damage.
2: Right? What were the worst winds that you faced?
1: Do you remember how fast they were? I think Ike was 110.
2: Ooh, that's bad enough.
1: Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we. I mean, we dodged a lot of bullets in Houston when I when I was there because Hurricane Rita at one point was the strongest hurricane ever to form in the Gulf or ever to go through the Gulf. One of those. I, I forget which, but. It had winds of, I think, 175 miles an hour at one point. And then by the time oh. it made landfall, it wasn't quite that strong.
2: I mean, think about that. Uh, y- yeah, you hear it's... the wind outside. You call it a very windy day when gusts are hitting 50, 60 miles per hour.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is... 100 miles faster than that. <sighs> wow, That's it's really something. So, yeah, really. Uh, so pray for the, the people in Puerto Rico today. And then hopefully this thing heads off to the northeast and misses the east coast is kind of what we're hoping for and it looks like the models pretty much all say that uh but it's going to be a tough one for uh for puerto rico it's puerto rico's first category four storm since 1932 so it's wow been a long time uh also we're still talking about some of the things that uh president trump said uh, uh, this is widely accepted now being uh Being praised as his best speech ever and i thought i thought so too i thought it i thought it really hit the mark when he spoke at the un yesterday the other thing and we didn't mention this yesterday you notice his haircut his haircut was really good whoa really yeah it looked at least on the left side of his head it looked i'm gonna look at this almost normal whoa yeah you're right yeah, he looked really good. I don't know why he didn't get a haircut a long time ago because that, that helped.
2: What happened there? That helped. I don't know. That's very good. I'm I'm proud right? of him. I, I am. I mean, he looks like a. Well, he looks like a president there. How about that? Hmm? He he does. And he sounded like one too. He did. I was very happy with that.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, he had uh, he had a nice warning
1: for 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 North Korea.
4: We were all witness to the regime's deadly abuse when an innocent American college student otto warmbier was returned to america only to die a few days later we saw it Mm -hmm. in the assassination of the dictator's brother using banned nerve agents in an international airport we know it kidnapped a sweet 13 year old japanese girl from a beach in her own country
1: hadn't heard about that until yesterday had you i've never heard of that before
4: nope to enslave her as a language tutor for north korea's spies Mm. if this is not twisted enough now north korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles threatens the entire world with unthinkable loss of human life it is an outrage that some nations would not only trade with such a regime but would arm supply and financially support a country that imperils the world with nuclear conflict. No nation on Earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and missiles. The United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. (laughs) Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself (laughs) and for his regime. The United States Mm. is ready, willing, and able. But hopefully, this will not be necessary. That's what (laughs) the United Nations is all about.
1: Uh, When was the last time you heard an American president threaten to totally destroy a country? I I don't think it's ever happened. I think that's a first. And of course, he's getting a lot of flack for that from the left and people who hate him anyway. I don't know. I, you know, it's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. And maybe that's what he responds to. It calmed him down last time. So maybe this, uh, that'll do it again. I don't know. But uh, uh, interesting. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. I didn't, I don't like the fact that he calls him Rocket Man. I, to me, that's a compliment to the guy. And it reminds me of the Elton John song. Which I like. And I, I don't like that fat little douche in uh, North Korea, which is why that's a better nickname than Rocket Man. Mm. Works a lot better. Rocket Man's like a compliment. You think so, huh? It's an Elton John song, burning down the streets of evermore. Well, that's crazy. Although that's not what. That's not it. That's not it. What, what's what the say. line then? Recently, found out that's not it. Oh,
2: (laughs) I do that all the time with lyrics. I
1: I looked it up uh, uh, fairly recently. Uh (laughs) I don't know why. My whole life, I thought it was burning down the streets of Evermore. Yeah, it works. I don't know what that means, Uh, but you never know what stupid lyrics like that mean when Mm -hmm. you can't understand them. You just sing them, and then. But I looked it up, and I think it's burning out this fuse up here alone, rocket man. Burning out this fuse up here alone, Aww. which makes maybe a little more sense. It does, but you never know, especially with Elton John. <laughs>
2: you never know. <laughs> Seriously, see what kind of glasses he wears.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll have to talk about misunderstood lyrics one day. Maybe, yeah, that maybe fun. Friday. It'd be fun to just uh, you know have a fun show uh, for a change. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Eight 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 ninety three. The the other thing I wasn't excited about uh, was. Trump's new stance, apparently, on the UN. Now, he's been bashing the UN, and I think rightly so, for as long as he's at, as he's been a candidate and then president. And then yesterday, it's this.
4: As someone born in New York and raised in New York, it is a great honor to have the United Nations in New York and always no, has not. been.
1: The guy just said they need to get off our shores and leave. Now it's an honor to have them in New York? He's covering his bases.
2: He does that with everything. <laughs> For
4: years, I've been a critic, Right. I've also been somebody that said that the United Nations has tremendous potential. No doubt. And under your leadership, and I've seen what you've done, and working with Nikki Haley and all Mm -hmm. of her friends, she's made so many friends here, and Rex Tillerson likewise has
1: so he's taking both sides of that issue uh-huh, now too, like, uh-huh. he, like he does on virtually every issue. So he, the the UN needs to leave, but it's also an honor that they're here and they need to stay and they're a credit. Uh, and they've got enormous potential. Good friends, by the way, don't forget. And and good friends, sure, good times. Yeah, just like, <laughs> madness, man. Why does he have to take both sides of every issue? And it never phases, you know, the hardcore supporters uh, of Donald Trump. I It's okay that he does. And I think they like it because, well, then he can please everybody. <laughs> or the opposite of that is he pleases no one. 888 900 Also, I just found something shocking on uh, that's coming out soon on Netflix. There's a new animated show coming to Netflix mm. later this month that you are going to want to keep from your kids. And it's animated. So obviously, who's going to be drawn to it? Children. And they need to stay away from this. A long way away from this. Uh, The show's called Big Mouth. It's all about sex and masturbation. With all the main characters being children under 15 years old. Which is like uh, a pedophile's dream. And Big Hollywood. has green lighted this project. Yeah, that's great. They can't say God in their movies, but oh, this is, they're all over this. Big Mouth is not an attempt to, you know, a proper sex education. It's all about graphic scenes of semen, sex toys, and an up close and personal discussion, they say, with a young girl's animated hoo-ha, mm. which talks back. Oh, no. There's a foul-mouthed hormone monster. Uh, the dispensing sexual suggestions to some and granting nocturnal emissions to others. In one scene from the trailer, a boy tells his dad he's horrified that he saw his friend's uh, unit. His dad tells him it's not a big deal and adds that touching a man's unit or kissing it very lightly won't make him a homosexual. Stop! Uh, What kind of depravity? Are we willing to tolerate now? The show's really classy tagline for its child characters is, quote, they're coming of age all over the place, unquote.
2: Uh
1: I mean, this is despicable and disgusting. Uh, It stars, you know, just a bunch of people's voices. And it looks like... um, the, the executive producer of the show, Jennifer Flackett, said she hopes Big Mouth builds an identity for the under-15 crowd. She wants kids under-15 to be watching this trash, this filth, and apparently girls are the main target audience. There's a lot of stuff, she says, especially for girls, that goes really underground. It was a chance to say, you don't need to be ashamed of everything. <laughs> Gosh. So, yeah, another tremendous effort from Hollywood... Uh, who hates everything good and praises everything bad. It's just more of the same. But wow, I mean, this is even, this goes further than than most. Uh, In the trailer alone, there's all kinds of F words. In the trailer alone, you see things that you can't unsee, but you'll want to. So just be aware of it. Again, it's called Big Mouth. And uh, I, I don't know if you've you know, maybe you've done the parental screening on your TV already, but this would be a good idea, a really good place to mm-hmm. start right now to make sure that your kids can't click on that thing and watch it.
2: Yeah. I mean, in the past, I, I my kids aren't going to click on something that's not animated. Now, mm-hmm. with this show, you can't just trust that they're just not going to watch a. And I want to know what category it falls under as well. That'd be interesting to see. Is yeah, it already it out right now?
1: No, it's coming out later this month.
2: Later this month. Okay. Okay.
1: <sighs> Uh, disgusting, despicable. There's just no words to describe it. I just, I, you know, and you use these words and then pretty soon they're, they're just too tame to describe all the crap that's being thrown at us every day. 888-933-93. Also the, uh, we have the, uh, uh, billboard of Melania Trump that the left can certainly, they can mock her English. Now, if the right mocked anybody's English, you're a hater, you're a racist, you are uh, mocking people and uh, disparaging them for not being able to speak the way you speak. And I thought that wasn't uh, inclusive. That wasn't diverse. Right. That's not tolerant. But there's a billboard that uh, has a large image of the first lady of Melania Trump. And the words on uh, on the side of it are, just imagine how far you can go with just a little bit of English, you know, mm-hmm. implying that. She doesn't have the ability to speak much English. <laughs> First lady is uh insulted by that and she's threatened to sue now the the billboard company the pe- people who put it up said uh, well that that wasn't our intent. you misunderstood uh-huh sure triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh Tony in Missouri. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi hey
5: hey. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to let you know that um the reason why Trump's hair probably looks better is he used to have his wife cut it and now he probably has the White House barber cut it.
1: So he's changed barbers, you think.
5: Well, <laughs> she was, you know, she's getting paid not to tell anybody about the plugs.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I and that may be uh i don't are you i've never heard that his wife did cut his hair before are you just guessing at that or have you seen that somewhere
5: why don't you it's one of those things you can google
1: yeah okay well i'll google it because he said
5: it in several interviews that his wife cut his hair
1: wow a bad choice um and whoever's doing it now should keep doing it because it looked great appreciate the call thanks a lot tony thanks uh 888-933-93 more of pat gray unleashed uh coming up in a second But preparing for emergencies, that's not always easy. There's a lot of conflicting information, and it can be hard to know who you can trust. I'm just a tad skeptical about FEMA's recommendations. You know, they generally advise only three days of supplies, which three days is great. You should have that too. You know, like a bug out pack, um, put them in a backpack and have them ready to just toss in your car and take off if you need to. Um, But if you want a little more than that, or maybe even a lot more. You need My Patriot Supply. They've been doing this for years. They understand long term survival. Best part is they're willing to share their knowledge with you every step of the way. So when you call them, they'll give you personalized guidance. Really easy to trust My Patriot Supply. This is where I got my year's supply of food. And uh, this is where you can, you can get up to a year or, or more if you want to. But it's really a no brainer. Right now, you can get their new 70 serving survival food supply for just $67, less than a dollar per serving. So call them right now. Get this checked off your list once and for all. I mean, we've got hurricanes, fires, flooding, earthquakes sweeping the, the globe right now. And this kind of goes in spurts. So you want to be prepared when something like that happens. Call them at 888. or online at preparewiththeblaze.com lasts up to 25 years in storage tastes great Uh, they really take care that it's it's really more than just edible it's delicious 888-893-9140 or at preparewiththeblaze.com
0: this is Pat Gray the Blaze Radio Network Controversy. Now back to Pat Gray
2: on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Controversy brewing here today uh, about Donald Trump's haircut. I think the president looked great yesterday I do too. at the U.N.
2: I had uh, only heard audio until this
1: moment. Jeffy just poked his fat face in the studio <laughs> and, and said it looks terrible. What? what? What's the matter with you? Shut what up. is the matter with you? Yeah, but it's Jeffy, man. I think it's the best he's ever looked <laughs> uh, since, since I've known of him, probably. You know, he still has that weird comb over and then back or whatever happens there. I, I don't know. It defies the laws of physics. No one knows how that's done. No one knows. Wow. But when he, it's cut now, so it looks, you know, normal. And I bet in a stiff breeze, it wouldn't look as bad as it, that one. Have you ever seen that photo of him when he's caught, <laughs> yes. caught in a high wind? Oof. That was a bad day for him. Not a good day at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think a I think a stiff breeze is a worse enemy to him than Kim Jong Un. Triple eight nine hundred thirty uh, three ninety three. I think you're about to tweet that picture out, don't you know that? Uh, yes, I do know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. People want to see that. I mean, how could I not know that? It's it's right. my Twitter account. Right.
2: Right. You're over there to work at on
1: it. Pat Unleashed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Armand in California. You're on the blaze. Hey Pat, how are you doing? Doing good.
6: Uh, I have a question. Uh, so, uh, you were just talking about the show on Netflix that's coming out, uh, the animated one. Uh, yeah. How did you feel about uh, South Park when it first came out? Because it came out about in the mid-90s, and I remember I was about 15 or so, maybe 14, when it first came out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my parents didn't necessarily let me watch everything, and they you know they, Simpsons, they let me watch, you know, that, that wasn't so bad. But when South Park came out, I remember that my parents were not a fan of it, but... You know, I, I don't know the context of this show, exactly how sexually graphic it is or how crude mm. it would be and who it's aimed towards. Right. But h- how do you feel about like South Park or oh, so a South- family guy
1: or something like that? Yeah, I thought South Park. South Park was terrible, too. Um, but, you know, oh, South, really? South Park seems tame today. Uh, I You know, I wouldn't have let my kids watch South Park, that's for sure. We didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't even let. We didn't even let our kids watch The Simpsons because it was so mean spirited. Um, but I know a lot of people didn't mind The Simpsons, and that you know that's fine. Um, family Guys probably too much. <laughs> but this, I mean, this thing looks so over the top. We just watched the trailer a few minutes ago. It is so outrageous and over the top, and offensive and filthy.
2: It's that, bad. It's bad. I'm, I mean, and it, I'm saying that
1: it it makes it <laughs> makes <laughs> South Park. Look like a Sunday morning religious show. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. <laughs> you're
2: right. I want to hear Appreciate Jeffy's the call. Thoughts. Thanks, Armand.
1: We need we need Jeffy to screen that. Oh, Jeffy's like I'm not. The, I'm not the the profanity police. Oh uh. <laughs> <Stop laughs> he doesn't man. care. No, and we'll find out on Chewing the Fat with Jeffy
2: later. Oh, on good. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, also coming up, Jonathan Dunn, yeah, uh, from Ireland. A Few minutes. Yeah, in just a few minutes. Great guy. Sharon in West Virginia. You're on the blaze
5: hello how you doing good uh you guys are talking about adult cartoons mm-hmm. that's what they should be labeled i mean yeah. i love south park i love family guy but it is for adults i don't think it's for children yeah. and big mouth uh, what station what network who's carrying that
1: uh netflix is carrying that
5: ah netflix mm-hmm. you don't get that out here in the boondocks so oh okay that's good <laughs> all right but um <laughs> You know, back to Donald Trump
1: mm-hmm.
2: and
5: his hair. I like his hair. I always thought that we could have like a pay-per-view event with his hair, <laughs> um, maybe have General Mattis with the clippers. Mm-hmm. Wonder how much money could be raised auctioning his hair off?
3: A
1: fortune, because everybody, yeah. everybody's wondered about that for like forty think, years now.
2: Yeah, I think he'd look good with a buzz too.
1: Yeah, all right, <laughs> thanks, Sharon. Yeah.
2: He looks like a little troll doll. Like if you could hold him in your hands and just kind of rub him back and forth, mm-hmm. and then let go, and then his hair mm-hmm. is everywhere. That's what and he reminds it, me it, of.
1: If his hairdo was ever explained, I, I'd pay a lot to see that pay-per-view event. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he maybe he could maybe pay off the national debt. Uh, with a pay-per-view event about his hair. (laughs) Scott in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hey.
7: Hey, how's it going? Good. So, just getting back to the the DACA thing yesterday and uh, listening to them screaming at Nancy Pelosi like that, which who I I am no fan of,
3: Mm -hmm.
7: the, the thought occurred to me, why where is the outrage and where is the the fist shaking towards their own government and the corruption within their own government that put them put these illegals in the position where they're feel feels the need to even
1: mm-hmm. sneak
7: into our country
1: yeah, there is none you no, know, there is none
7: like what where it's why a good question, why is though. it okay to to scream at our country like that,
1: but not their own
7: and not face you know their own problems like right yeah. Yeah, you you played all that stuff yesterday about the, the whatever, president or prime minister of mm-hmm. Mexico and, and the, the ridiculous comments he's making, but uh, you, you can't, you know, nobody's coming after him. No, that's right. For the atrocities that are happening in their country.
1: It's a strange, appreciate the call, Scott, it's a strange phenomenon that uh, that's not, it's not expected from any other country to solve their problems. And when other countries send us all they're poor they're poverty stricken they're people with, uh, without skills and they just come here then it's our responsibility now to take care of them, to legalize them, to educate them and to make sure their lives are good <laughs> it's, it's, there's no responsibility on Mexico's part here and it's never pointed out That uh, their country is, you know, massively corrupt and incapable of taking care of these people. And it's strange because Mexico actually has a lot of resources. Mexico has a lot of oil. Uh, Their, you know, their second leading economy is oil. Their first, the first biggest contributor to their economy are illegal aliens sending money from the United States back home. I believe that's uh, that's about twenty-two billion a year, and I think the oil is bringing in twenty billion a year. Wow, Eric in the Maryland, you're on the Blaze. Hi, hey, Doug. hi Good. Pat, hi. Um,
5: yeah, uh, I
8: was calling about uh, the former subject you guys were talking about with mm. the uh, with the uh, Big Mouth show. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say there was another movie that I had watched that was also animated and it was actually a big production movie. Uh, it's called Sausage Party. Which, um, yeah, that was just care. in
1: theaters a while ago, right? Yeah, and that one was pretty bad, too. i bet it was. Um,
8: yeah, and I, you know, I have two little daughters that are eight years old that are twins, you know, and I have a lot of the problems with that with, uh, you know, because they have autism, so they use, you know, iPads and things and, you mm. know, stuff on YouTube. I have to block all that, and it's, it's kind of hard, but, um, yeah, because you know, a lot of times, a lot of people will do that on on the computer as well. They'll take animated. You know movies, and then you know re-edit them and make them you know extremely you know vulgar and things like that. Yeah. But um, you know, and, and I live in Baltimore, so uh, I'm like right here in the middle of the <laughs> sanctuary city type of thing. You know. Yeah. But um, you know, it's uh, I just wanted to also mention that um, you know, it's been a since uh, Glenn was left Fox, I started you know. I remember I was watching him on there, and I started listening to him. Mm-hmm. And I had always been like a Democrat, never really thought about it. But um, ever since I started watching you guys, I actually subscribed to your show, and it totally awesome. flipped me around from.
1: Appreciate you know, that because
8: thing. everything that you guys said made total sense to me. And I was like, I and i You are a brilliant individual. Since, so.
1: thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one smart man. Very much. One so. smart man in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, 888-933-93. We'll talk to Jonathan Dunn next.
0: Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Unleashed, least triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Jonathan Dunn. You can hear his podcast at theblaze.com slash radio. He's on Twitter at freedom disciple. Uh, Jonathan, you uh, you live in Ireland. You're an Irish citizen, right? Yes, sir. But you've tried to you've tried to uh, immigrate to the United States, right? Because you you love the U S.
9: Yeah, I love this country. Yeah, I've had a twenty five year love affair with this country. Um, uh, it's an amazing- what started that. So um, I was very fortunate as a, as a just to show you how much society has changed. Mm-hmm. So I can never find the exact year, but I was about seven or eight coming over here. And when I was seven or eight, um, it was revolutionary for an Irish guy to go even to England, which is 90 miles off our East Coast. I went to Clearwater, Florida to spend some time with some, my great aunt my um, and spend some time. And I was here for, I think, two or three weeks. So imagine this, an impressionable seven or eight-year-old boy, mm-hmm. boring culture, Crappy weather, it's cold, it's wet. You just see things in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then you transport that Irish boy over to America. Warm weather, great food, beautiful women, wonderful accents. I was... <laughs> You're sold. I'm sold. Yes. But then that love affair has just gone on so much. So over the 25 years, great. I've loved your country. But over the last 10, 15 years, I've fell in love with the idea of America. And that's, that's what I'm very passionate about. And that's what I try and do yeah. with, with everything I do.
1: As you grew up, you, you, you realized what made America... Exceptional, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
9: So growing up, I always knew, I was always the type of person that would annoy everyone. So people would tell me the way society was. I'm like, that's not right. That's not right. And they'd go, okay, well, dummy, what, why, what is right? And I could never tell them the answer because I just didn't know. My love affair with America, the idea is now I can say, that's wrong, but here's the answer. Mm-hmm. So I can say, socialism is wrong. Here's the answer.
1: Is there, Freedom. Is there a lot of that in uh, in Ireland? A lot of... Not a lot of socialism. Oh, no, there's
9: a lot of socialism. We're utopia. Yeah. We yeah. are wonderful. That's what I thought. We yeah. only have one great policy. And that's Socialized
1: it. medicine, too? Oh, absolutely.
9: Yeah. And it's getting worse. So, the, the base. So, we actually have a two tier healthcare system. Um, you have public healthcare. Um, you also have private healthcare. So, I have private healthcare. But that's unfair. So what you've seen over the last four, five, six years is the tax on healthcare is increasing each and every year, which is making it more expensive, which then causes free market problems, even though it's not a free market, in that it becomes more expensive and people can't afford it. And hey, we've got free healthcare, so why am I paying for this? So -hmm. the people are starting to drop out. The coverage is going down. And then obviously as more people get older, through society, there's more need for the services of those who have it. It's becoming a major thing. And they're writing policies as we speak. They want to basically do away. It's not fair. It's an unfair advantage for someone like me to have private health care over someone who doesn't. So they want a one-tier single. They want a single-payer system. And they're going to get it within maybe three years. It might take a bit longer, but it's coming.
1: Yeah, It's coming to us too. I mean, they're they're really pushing it now. It's amazing that... In 2009, they they didn't they didn't think the American people were ready to have a socialized just call it single payer healthcare or mm-hmm. Medicare for all. But now they believe we're totally ripe and ready for it, and they're just they're just putting it out there. Yeah, uh, Medicare for all, single payer healthcare. It's it's gonna it's gonna be better than what you have now. Uh, it's amazing how far we've come in such a short time.
9: And even just the logic of it, the one thing I, I get frustrated is when people overseas. Are promoting Obamacare or a type of Obamacare. It's actually hurting their own system. Because if you actually use some logic to this, they should actually go, hey, we want socialized medicine for ourselves, but you need to be who you are. Because you don't go a week or two weeks over an iron where you hear a story of, hey, there's this little young girl or young boy or a person with this disease. They're doing a GoFundMe, they're doing a fundraiser down the local charity. Why? They're going to America to get cure care, they can't get over here. Yeah. So everyone else should be going. Hey, we want socialized medicine, but America needs to stay who it is because we go over there, and that's the frustrating thing. Really And is. That's that's what one of the reasons American healthcare. Like everyone says, it sucks. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story about the fundraiser for the American to go to Ireland to get help? <laughs> no. <laughs> have, no. Have you, I have have you seen the GoFundMe pages for them or even <laughs> Great Britain? <laughs> no.
1: So. No. Uh, and and that's true. I mean, we. Everybody knows we have the best healthcare, but they they can't admit that. I mean, certainly the Democrats can't admit that because they wouldn't get their agenda passed. They wouldn't be able to socialize the medicine uh, if they admitted the fact that we've got great healthcare here because it is private because we are using the free market system. Uh, so why are you not? Why are you not a citizen? Why don't you live here?
9: So with the the visas that people go can can move over here with the the one I can try and apply for is a work visa mm-hmm. so i've been doing everything i do is on a voluntary basis so i do my show for the blaze on a voluntary basis i'm over here on vacation doing a public speaking tour i'm not getting any money on it's my vacation any writing i do it's for, voc- for 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 what i do but it's on on a voluntary basis and what i've always had a hope of is that i'll do all this work and at some point someone will see something and go hey he's not too bad let's give him an opportunity right this year has been a roller coaster year so this year I was at CPAC, and in February, I signed a letter of intent. Someone said, hey, let's give him a job. It was wonderful. Nice. It was brilliant. Yeah. I had thought my dream was coming true. Okay. I was going to live in the country I love. It was even better because I was going to live in the great state of Texas. I was going to be near y'all, mm-hmm. and I was going to have the
1: dream job. Was that someone uh, who offered you the job? Was that someone, Glenn Beck?
9: You could say that. <laughs> I've never publicly said this. Cause yes, it was Glenn Beck. Yeah, back. yeah. Um, I was going to work for Glenn. Okay. Um, Glenn is. I've made no secret. Glenn is one of my heroes. He's, yep. I'm also blessed to say he's a friend. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go over and I was. I had all the trifecta. So we go through the, the immigration process. We go through a lawyer which the Blaze had um, provided. Hmm. Because um, you all are hiring me. And uh, you answer, ask a lot of questions, what's your work experience, what's your education experience, what's your family background, what's your criminal background, what, basically what you had br- for breakfast the last six months. And it was tragic because I go on a phone call and I told my mother that morning, I'm having a phone conversation with the immigration lawyer, by the time you come home this evening, I'll be able to tell you exactly when you will no longer see me in this house. I will tell you a deadline of when I'm going to be an American. Wow. Sadly, that conversation went downhill very quickly. I don't meet the educational requirements nor the work experience requirements to apply for the visa. You have got to be
1: kidding me. No,
2: sir. They actually said no?
9: No, not the government. The immigration lawyer said you don't meet the criteria to apply.
2: (laughs) I got a new plan. Why don't you take a boat just south of Brownsville, Texas, and then walk maybe a mile or so across the border. You might get a little wet in the Rio Grande, Mm -hmm. and then just come in that way.
9: Uh, Because I have principles and I love your nation too
2: much? There you go.
9: That's but awesome. even that, there's, the other That's option amazing. is, because people always talk about the border being the sol- solution. Uh-huh. Border problems is only 40%. Mm-hmm. 60% of immigration problems is me being here right now and just going, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to go fly yeah. out home on And, and overstaying like. the visa. Just, hey, guess what? I'm staying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't do that. Because, number one, I'd be a hypocrite. But yeah. number two, how could, I, how could I understand the idea of America and then violate one of its core principles? Mm. I don't have a fundamental right to be here. It sucks. Trust me, a big part of me died on that phone call. And I, I'll i never get over it. It's-
1: yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. When we don't ask anything of the other 20 million people here illegally, we don't ask anything of them. We don't care about their work experience. We don't care what they bring to us. We don't care uh, what they're going to do once they get here. Just come on in and we'll just ignore you. We'll ignore it. And then you, an upstanding citizen... Uh, something to offer. Something to offer. You love America. You'd be a, a strong patriot and a strong advocate for this country. Nope, sorry.
9: Nope. Nope. Yeah. It's the way the system is Unbelievable. working. It's, it's the way the system is working. And the frustrating thing for me is, so I remember um, I used to have a lot of friends on the Hill. And what frustrates me is conservatives are supposed to be pro-legal immigration. Mm-hmm. They never act like it. Yeah, I know. So I remember when, I used to have friends, I don't anymore because of who I stand for, and they, what I stand for doesn't tr- do traditionally well in Republican or Democratic parties. Mm-hmm. But I remember when, I can't remember the year, do you remember when uh, Barack Obama did the State of the Union and he had a Dreamer
4: uh, yeah. in
9: the, sitting beside Michelle? Mm-hmm. I messaged someone, a friend of mine on the Hill going, hey, why are conservatives doing the exact same thing? Because according to the Heritage Foundation, there are 5 million people like me wanting to come here legally. Why don't you make them the real dreamers? Why don't you share their right. stories? What, if you want to share my story, go for it. I've tried for 13 years of all the stuff I've been doing, but a 25-year love affair. But don't make it about me. Make it about someone else. Yeah, Trying to do things the right way. But they don't seem to want to do that. It's an issue that all you see is the little the parameter of the debate of, well, is that good? Should we pass it? Should we not? We're not telling the story of the real dreamers. Because if you're here illegally, I'm sorry, you're not a dreamer. The real people are dreaming of people like me who are going, I love America. I want to be part of it. I want that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I dream of contributing to your wonderful nation. I dream, which I'm still going to do, of serving your wonderful nation, of sharing your history. Because I'm here to tell you, I know we're part of the media, but I'm going to tell you, I'm part of the media that you'll never hear. America does not suck. Mm -hmm. America is a wonderful, wonderful nation. I've experienced it firsthand. The politicians and the media who tell you, you suck, you need to sh- tell them either shut up or ignore them because they're talking to themselves. Don't believe it. I'm an Irishman who believes in the sentiments of the Tocqueville. America is great because Americans are good. Mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand with what's happened in Houston. That is the country I love. Oh, yeah, yeah. You st- see it time and time again. And I guarantee you, even though Republicans and conservatives are racist and bigots and homophobes, I guarantee you, you'll see the America I talk about in Mexico, what's going on right now with the earthquake. You will see that yet again.
1: Yeah, you will. Time and time will. again. It's really heartbreaking that a person like you is denied access to the country. Um, can you uh, reapply? Can you go through somebody else? Is there, what, what path do you have? Any? Any? Uh,
9: not unless the criteria change. So I can re—I haven't applied, so I haven't been denied access. So I can come and go as I choose, as, as a vacation, as a person. Right. Um, so and how long criteria- can you
1: stay when you come?
9: Ninety days. All right. Wow.
2: And, but then, so, how much downtime do you have to be back there before
9: you can come right back? I think I could go one day and come back. Obviously, then the funds become an issue. So, exactly. um, but yeah, so yeah.
1: And is is Ireland? Um, are they mostly? Are they mostly of your mindset about America or? No. Yeah, I didn't
9: think so. No, the world hates America. Yeah. Be, and it's simple. They hate you because you're the exact opposite of what they are. Yeah. The, the reason of why they hate you is because for the history of the world, whether you believe the world is 5,000 years old as a Christian mm-hmm. or not a Christian, you think it's a billion years old, ever how much it is. You stand for the exact opposite. You take any of their issues. Life. You think life, you say life is a right from God. Mm-hmm. We don't. You've seen the debates in Switzerland on assisted suicide. You've seen the debates on Charlie Gard when the government says you have a right to die with dignity, lay down and die. Right. you see the debates in Iceland. Hey, we've cured Down syndrome. No, we haven't. We've just gotten rid of it. You, on the rights to property, on the rights to keep your own labor, to keep the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, it's the culture that's different. Because over in a, a Europe and in the world, everyone says, you need me. Hey, you have an issue, elect me. I'll be your champion. Do I'll do this. You need this law passed. I'll do it for you. You can't change the world. America says you don't need anyone else. You can change the world. And my God, have you. Through your innovation, through your talents, through your charity, through your philanthropy. It's been amazing. The world is better. What I always say to people is just think of in your mindset any criteria of society you want. Agriculture, food, housing, communications, travel. From the year zero, the time of Christ, Mm -hmm. to 1800. Not much advancement. Right. 1800 to 2017, it's unbelievable. Why? Directly or indirectly because of America. That idea that you no have question. the right to pursue your happiness and you have the right to f- keep the fruits of your labor. Because here's the thing. Fundamentally, each of us, we're free people. We pursue our happiness. We are not a serf to a king, to a congress, or to a collection of men. Right. And that idea changed the world. Mm-hmm. The world has never caught up with that. Sad criteria. You're going on about the issue of slavery right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
9: This is a sad slamming of the world. 241 mm-hmm. years ago, Americans came together and said a revolutionary statement. All men are created equal. We all love saying America sucks and you're a racist nation and you all have all these problems. 241 years later, not have no one other country has written that, let alone achieved it. Right. That is how revolutionary right. you are. That idea, and that is what I'm trying to share, that idea of you really are a wonderful nation. Are you perfect? No, you never will be. Mm. You have a lot of things to go. You have a lot mm-hmm. of work on healthcare. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of work in your economy. You have a lot of work on freedoms to still do. However, you're so far ahead because you have the principles. It's deep within you. Yeah. I'm talking about America, the idea, and people are saying, I used to hear about this. There's your problem. You're, you used to hear it from your own people, not from an Irishman.
1: Hearing you say this uh, as a as a foreigner uh, is is like drinking from a fountain of spring water. It's like I, I, it's so refreshing. It's so uh, unusual because people in UK, people in Europe uh, are always are always tearing us down, and um, so it's it's uh, it's really great to have you here and, and to be saying these things. And
2: you know what you just described basically is the five thousand year leap. How mm-hmm. society was living Have in the you read dark that? ages.
1: Yes, sir. Like, yeah, Amazing book. Yeah, and then
2: America book. comes great along and civilization advances. That's yeah. exactly what that sounded like.
1: Love yeah. it. And in the late 1800s, we gave the world American football. The rest of the world was suffering through soccer, and we said, no, mm-hmm. that's not the way to go. Nope. Here's American football. It was our gift to the world. And that's when everything changed.
2: And if you need to say one good thing about Teddy Roosevelt, that man saved football. He saved because foot. it got all mm-hmm. violent stuff, and it was about to be outlawed. So, if mm-hmm. you ever need something good to say about TR, he saved football. Thank you very much,
1: Teddy. That's great. Mm-hmm. Progressive invented uh, progressivism, really, in this country. But uh, he saved football, so yeah. he's okay in my book. And I understand you actually like American football. I love American football. And the Giants are your favorite team, New York yes. Giants. Yes, yes, yeah?
9: yes. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> I'm ready to be smacked. How this is where you unleash the verbal assault. Hang on, hang on a just so you know, Falcons fans, don't talk smack
2: to anybody yeah, about yeah. anything. All right? Cheers. So
9: close. <laughs> I don't want to talk you, about you it. You talk about me feeling bad about my immigration I'm about. story where I thought I had achieved the dream and then just walloped. <laughs> You were even closer. You had one hand on the trophy. You were
2: like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> I going to this. I'm I going don't. to Disney World." <laughs> okay, the thing is, I don't need this. I'm yeah. still trying to get over <laughs> You're it. You side who the
9: MVP was. You're already going. Hey, no. we're going to be defending champs next oh. year. Let's.
2: There was people uh-uh. in the marketing <laughs> no. department
9: going, "Let's get that yeah, T-shirt." Maybe going. The marketing Yay. department. I have Matty Ryan.
2: I have never never uh-huh. counted my chickens before they hatch with yeah. this team. Well,
9: <laughs> I guarantee you there were a lot of people counting their chickens that mm. night. They were oh, like, for sure. Matt
2: Ryan MVP
9: has no a doubt great it. And I was
2: getting those texts and I was constantly replying back, please stop, please stop. I know this team better than you. And <laughs> yeah. there you go. <laughs> and what's ironic is when you consider
9: what Matty Ryan's nickname is, is Matty Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my God, they went to ice. <laughs> <laughs> <They did. Yeah. laughs> All right,
1: Jonathan, Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Thanks we can hear your podcast on theblaze.com slash radio. And you're on Twitter at Freedom Disciple. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: This is the Blaze Radio Network, and you can listen anywhere. Download the free app for your iPhone or iPad now at theblaze.com radio. Pat Gray is here on
0: the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Really fun talking to Jonathan Dunn because, you know, what he would bring to our country is an enthusiasm, is an energy, is a love for this country and instead we just we look the other way when people who hate this country just come in and, and take yeah. our resources and use what they can and then uh kick us in the face yeah jonathan while loves they're doing
2: it. and he respects and he understands this country more yeah. than 95 percent of the people that are born here
1: oh for sure there i don't think there's any question about that uh paul in montana hi you're on the blaze
6: hi pat how are you doing good Uh, You know, I've been watching you uh, lately, and you seem to be a smart, uh, thoughtful person. And I thought I'd ask you a question about uh, uh, President Trump. Okay. Uh, Would you consider him to be a genuine conservative?
1: Not even close.
6: Uh, Explain why.
1: Explain why? Yes. Well, he is for taxes on the wealthy. Uh, he is a guy who, uh, favors big government programs. Mm -hmm. He wants to, uh, the, the budget is, you know, completely out of whack under him. Uh, he has had stances in his life where not only was he pro abortion, he was pro late term abortion and pro partial birth abortion. And I, I don't know that he even understands the concept very well because he can't really articulate it. Um, I mean, there's a there's a million reasons he's been
2: all over the map on immigration just in the last few years alone. Um, mm-hmm. He's gone back and forth on uh, what we should be doing in Iraq over the years. I, I, just, I mean,
1: he calls he consistent. called George W. Bush a uh, war criminal. Really? Uh, yes. I mean, so why are you under the impression he's conservative?
10: Well, well, I, I I
6: am because I am because based on uh, what? Because so many Republicans voted for him. That, that, yeah, that's, that's got nothing
1: to do with it. He is. I mean, Republicans voted for him because he had an R after his name, not because he's conservative. Um, too many people don't care about principles; they care about party, and that, that was the case uh, with this particular election.
6: That's what I was uh, uh, going aiming for was. Uh, what are his uh, why was he elected? What were his <laughs> principles that were attractive yeah. to the electorate? What, uh, w- you know, what uh, principles does mm-hmm. he have uh, uh, that can that attract his base? That's what that's what I wanted to, to
1: know. Yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one because we couldn't figure that out during the election. <laughs> we could not. Uh, I mean, I mean, as we tried, we tried to figure out why are people drawn to this guy? And the only thing I can think of is his reality show. They liked him because he was on TV. Appreciate the call, Paul. I I mean they liked him because he's bold hmm. and he'll say certain outrageous things that nobody else will say. Was it the hair? And he'll take a stand against uh the media.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh and he's unafraid.
2: Maybe it was the hair, man.
1: And maybe it was the hair. I it don't know. But, but he was unafraid, and yeah. people liked that. And they wanted a they wanted a non-politician who wasn't afraid. take on the media and that was Donald Trump it it didn't have anything to do with his policies I mean the guy he can't articulate a policy when he does he'll articulate it one way one day and a different way the next he takes he takes both sides of almost every issue Mm -hmm. not only is he not a conservative I don't I'm I'm not sure he has core principles (laughs) I just I don't know. I, I I've never seen him if he does. Uh Roger in Pennsylvania. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Roger? Hmm. Uh okay.
2: that crystal clear
11: line he's talking on.
1: But we let's, don't hear him. Let's try Alan in Pennsylvania then. Alan, uh you're on the blaze. Hi. I feel
11: like I, I feel like I won the lottery. I get to talk to the first week of Pat Unleashed. It's actually the second, but Second it, week, well, enough. first week for me, I was I, w- I was unconscious last week, I guess. <laughs> okay. Hey Pat, I, I, I listened to the segment that you had on there with Freedom's Disciple, with Jonathan Dunn, yeah. and um, I, I'm associated with the Tea Party Patriots here in central Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and on September 11th, the 16th anniversary of, of the uh, Twin Towers uh, terror attack, uh, Jonathan was kind enough to come to our Tea Party meeting and speak to us about the ex- exceptionalism of America, and I want to tell you how moving it was to have this man from Ireland come yeah. and speak to a bunch of Americans about how exceptional our country was.
1: I know he almost had me in tears just sitting here for the last 15 minutes.
11: I, I will tell you that it's crazy that we have some 20 or 30 million illegal immigrants in this country and we can't find one exception for this man it's to find a way to get him into this country? It's despicable. I, 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 that's inconceivable to me. me what, what What can we do? Who do we talk to? How do we make this happen? I mean, they make exceptions for everything every day. Yeah. Why can't there be an exception for a guy like this? He's great.
1: Yeah, we should, we should put in a call. Appreciate the call, Alan. Um, we should put in a call to, like, Mike Lee. Or Rand Paul? No, wait. Now somebody who could maybe help you know him and sponsor who, him into the country.
2: Who was instrumental in getting Nick Adams, the Australian guy, who finally got over here after a lot of struggles with immigration? Who was um, Lindsey Graham? If you could believe it, it was mm. his office that made that happen.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I would say huh. we could call Mike Lee or Yeah, Rand we'll start
2: Paul. there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> better odds.
1: Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat
1: Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, A lot of stuff to still get to. Of course, the, uh, the tragic earthquake in Mexico City about 225 so far have been lost in in that 7.1 magnitude earthquake and then you've got the uh, hurricane in Puerto Rico we're still trying to recover in Houston and Florida have fires in the in the northwest it's just kind of a mess right now And, and then nobody even talks about what happened in India Bangladesh and Nepal where like 40 million people were displaced. Lost their homes, lost their livelihood, lost their property. 1,200 people lost their lives. It's really, really a bad run of natural disasters here. 888 hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Also, Hollywood actress Julianne Davis has been talking about the reaction to her after she came out this year. As a conservative in Hollywood, now I'm not that familiar with Julianne Davis. I, I guess she was in the movie Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise, which I've never seen. But so maybe that's uh, maybe that's why I don't know who she is. Um, but she says she said in an op-ed she did for Fox News uh, titled "I Came Out as a Conservative in Hollywood." Here's an incredible story of what happened next. She talks about how her peers attacked her afterwards. As you can imagine, a lot of insults on social media. They unfriended her on Facebook. She says, I've been attacked with obscenities, called a racist, and had one person tell me he hoped I would die.
3: Remember
1: those, members of the Hollywood left don't want to listen, discuss, or even see a dissenting point of view that challenges their own comfortable echo chamber. Boy, that's for sure. You know, in, in Hollywood conservatives are it's almost like they need to be hidden in people's basements they speak in code when confronted they, they have to lie oh no no i'm not i'm not a conservative i i just kill babies i'm an abortion <laughs> clinic doctor i just perform late-term abortions and sell baby body parts that's all i do <laughs> no i'm not a conservative no <laughs> how dare you accuse me of something so horrible actually do have a secret society of conservatives in in Los Angeles, and we've we've actually stopped by their meetings a few times when we've been in L.A. It's the uh, what do they call them the Lincoln oh uh, log cabin. No, oh, it's no, it's not, the yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. I, Sorry, I, I forget. But anyway, they've got this little group that meets, and they kind of do it in mm. secret. And yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and they're it's behind closed doors. <laughs> You've got to feel bad for a conservative in Hollywood because uh they don't have a chance and then they're blacklisted not only do are they subjected to the insults but then they're blacklisted and they can't get a job friends of abe friends of abe that's what it is thank you yes friends of abe uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three let's go to jt in tennessee you're on the blaze hey pat Hey, hey keith
12: hello um uh falcon suck um, I by know, the way, uh, I, know, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was listening to Jonathan Dunn uh, last hour. What an amazing guy that is! Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, what an uplifting, uplifting thing. But he said something I think was key. He said he quoted Tovville, saying that America is good. This is who we are after Houston. And I, I got to thinking: What if we show North Korea who we are from that perspective? What would happen if the, if the president of the United States? Or to get on TV and say, okay, one week from today, you know, the the North Koreans have had a terrible growing season, people are starving, they're eating shoe leather and tree bark. One week from today, we're going to get a bunch of volunteer pilots and non-military cargo planes, and we are going to fly sortie after sortie over North Korea and drop crates of food until every person in North Korea has enough food to last the winter. And on every on the side of every crate says, mm. "From your friends in the United States of America in Korean," and let them let him shoot down one of those planes. Let them shoot it down. We'll keep coming. We'll keep dropping food until nobody's hungry in North Korea. And let them show who the world who they are, and we'll show the world who we are.
1: I actually love that idea. I I, I think like, that's a tremendous suggestion. I, I doubt we'll ever do it, but uh, I mean that's a great suggestion, and it. We did
12: it in World War Two. Yes. After we after we would bomb a city there, we'd drop food and candy and everything. I I, I think that's something we should consider.
1: Yeah, I th- I think so too. Thanks for the call, JD. We actually did it in Afghanistan.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We after bombing runs, we would drop food to them because they were starving too. So we I mean we certainly have a history of doing that. Pearl in Tennessee. Hi, you're on the Blaze.
13: Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, hi, Pan. Hi. So what I was going to talk to you about is
3: <clears throat>
13: I know Mr. Trump is just a businessman, mm-hmm. and he knows nothing much about war. But he is like me. He see back when Obama was in there, he done Mitt Rooney the same way that he done Mr. Trump. He used Russia. And they're still using Roshi now. And every bit of it's a lie. And they're keeping him tore up, which he can't do nothing. But if I was him, the way the world is against me, the way the Democrats is against him, and way Obama's still a backing it, Hillary Clinton's still a backing it, uh, I would go home... And I wouldn't look back to this nation for it's not America no more. And then let the voters deal with Congress and Senate. That's what I want to talk to you about.
1: Okay. All right. Thanks, Pearl. I'm not, I'm not sure I understand that. Roshi? Did you? Do, huh? What'd she say? He likes got Roshi? I, I yeah, I missed that. I, I missed some of that um, somehow. Roshi. uh joe in georgia hi you're on the blaze
10: hey i wanted to ask if falcons suck as the new dittos <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 please uh it's fine no Whatever. i
10: wanted to go back i think it was it was the the last guy before <laughs> the last break uh was it was talking about uh is is uh trump a conservative and if not why not blah, blah, blah.
3: Mm-hmm. and
10: and you had a couple of good points but but his argument was he he must be a conservative because Republicans voted for him. Yeah, that yeah. is not true. Right. Number one, mm. uh, the reason Republicans voted for him is really boiled down to three words: Hillary Rodham Clinton. That's true. He wasn't her, right? Yeah. Yes. That's why I voted early. I voted Evan McMullen. I voted on the very first day you could vote, and and I thought, I'm going to make a statement. At that point, Hillary had the whole thing in her pocket. She was going to win. There was no question. Nobody nobody doubted that. She was going to wipe the floor with him. By the time my wife voted on actual voting day, I said, I I, I hate to say this to you, you're going to have to vote for Trump, because (laughs) if our precinct is one Trump vote short, uh and Hillary wins. Uh-huh. It's, I'm going to put it on you. And <laughs> and and that's what it boils down to. He just wasn't her.
3: You're right.
1: I yes. mean that
10: that's
1: Yes. Yes. I mean but but yes, but to to assume that that people voted for him in large numbers in the Republican party because he's conservative is just uh 100% wrong. 100%
10: wrong. 100% wrong.
1: Yeah. And I just want to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. Falcons suck. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, John. John. It was Appreciate very it.
2: helpful. I mean, it really contributed a lot to the conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he's, he's not a free trade guy. You know, conservatives are free trade. He's a tariff guy. Um, he, I guess he's, he's been okay on gun, c- gun control. He actually wanted uh, government-funded health care. Uh, in an interview with 60 Minutes uh, during the campaign, He said that everybody would be insured, and that uh, when he was questioned as to who was going to pay for that, he said the government will. Mm -hmm. Well, the government doesn't pay for anything; we pay for that through our taxes. We pay for
14: that. I know know it's quite
1: a concept. Obama
2: had a stash, and where did that come from?
1: That came from us. Yeah, who? That came from us. No, I don't know. So, uh, so. And then, you know, he's willing to work with the Democrats on the debt ceiling. He's willing to work with Democrats on tax reform. Well, you work with Democrats on tax reform. You're, you're not going to reform taxes.
2: No, they'll go up. Yes. Is what will happen. But yes. That.
1: Um, so uh, on immigration, you know, he sounded conservative during the campaign. He doesn't anymore. Uh, it's part of the taking, you know, multiple positions on many, many things. He
2: did that during the, I remember during the campaign, he was taking multiple positions. I remember there was like a big town hall that he did. And in in the same town hall, he took both sides of that issue.
1: It's just madness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... it's, it's,
2: But look, when he hits a home run like this
1: speech uh, in in the UN yesterday... We'll give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. He was really good yesterday.
2: And his hair looks nice.
1: And he got a great haircut. Sure did. And I loved what he said about Venezuela.
4: The problem in Venezuela... Is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, mm-hmm. but that socialism has been faithfully implemented.
1: It's a great line. Yeah. No, but no applause. But
2: oh, I mean that's a room full of despots. Okay, so yeah. they're like, no way. Ah, oh, hell, the camera. Okay. It's a
1: room full of socialists, mm. and so they didn't like that line, and he just waited. He's going to wait for the applause to come. That was awesome. Yes. Come Thank on. you. I want you to applaud for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that now that they're right like, there. okay, just to get this over with. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, now go to the le- next line. Uh, Bonnie in Arkansas, <laughs> you're on the blaze. Hi.
13: Yes, I agree with your previous caller completely. The only thing, our main thing, that Donald Trump had going for him was Hillary Clinton.
3: Yeah. Yep.
13: Nobody liked her that I talked to. Even the people that were voting for.
1: Yes, I, I think they, that's true. I think it's true. They
13: voted the ticket, but they didn't like the person.
1: So. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Bunny. Let's go to Scott in Oregon. Hey, Scott, you're on the blaze. Howdy. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to say if you guys
15: could start a petition for that Jonathan Dunn, I believe it was.
1: Yeah, we're going to do something. You know, that's for sure. We're going to do something. And, cause he deserves to be an American citizen. He really does. Uh, he he deserves to come here and be able to be a permanent resident, a legal permanent resident, and uh, yeah,
6: he actually wants to contribute to our society. Sure so. does.
1: Sure does. And he's not singing the praises of his homeland. All you know, uh, although most people do, and that's fine. But when you come here. I think you need to be loyal to this country if you're going to live here, and so many
15: people... Oh, yeah, guaranteed, you know. If you don't love it, then leave it.
1: Right. Thanks, Scott. Jerry in uh, Washington. You're on the blaze. Hi.
6: Good
12: morning, Pat.
8: How are you doing? Doing good. I have a a different take on the immigration situation. Okay. I'm a complete believer that uh, invasion is a better term. And I've seen films uh, various times on From various sources of uh, uh where the border control people have uh, film of those people coming mm-hmm. in armed and carrying God only knows what drugs mm-hmm. whatever kind of contraband it may be, yeah, so I think uh, invasion is a far better term.
1: appreciate the call there. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of drug dealers coming across the border there's the coyotes uh bring all kinds of weapons um and yeah, so i mean it's an insensitive term but it's uh i mean there are 20 million people here illegally it, could you call that an invasion probably it's just that we'll be uh we'll be hounded and labeled as racist if you do uh 888 900 888 900 it's pat gray unleashed i gotta tell you about the cosmohertz kids.com campaign there are they're really on a mission, and uh, the founder of this movement, Cosmo Hurts Kids, is Victoria Hurst. You might recognize the name. Hurst, the Hurst Corporation is the publisher of Cosmopolitan magazine, known as Cosmo, and she believes that Cosmo contains pornography, and that's harmful to kids. If you don't believe that, fine, you know, don't participate. But if you do believe it, and I certainly do, Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign is definitely worth checking out. They're not trying to censor the magazine. They don't want to change them. They don't don't want want to put them out of business. All they want is for the state's material harmful to minors law to be applied to Cosmo, just like it is other porn magazines. Then it can't be sold to any kids under the age of 18. So this is not about free speech or hurting somebody. It's just except for kids and we're trying not to have children uh, be subjected to this. So she believes we all need to take a stand against pornography being sold to kids under 18. So do I. Visit CosmoHertzKids.com if you agree. That's CosmoHertzKids.com. Pet
0: Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Blaze
1: Radio Network. None of it matters. The world ends on Saturday anyway. Yep. What with three days left?
2: Three days. What are you gonna do with those last seventy two hours, man?
1: I don't know. Probably sleep a lot of the time. What? You know. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm tired. Just gonna take a nap.
2: Anything you ever wanted to do? <laughs> I mean, like skydive
1: or bungee no. jump. I've already done that. Wow. Yeah. Have you done both? When of those? Glenn and I were together the first time around and we were doing, you know, wacky FM morning shows, uh, we did a, we did a stunt where we went up in a, in a hot air balloon, 400 feet and, and I bungee jumped out of it.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, That's my cool, gosh. man. No, not I cool. wouldn't do
1: that again today. No, I would not do that today.
2: I want to get in a hot air balloon. I would love to do it, that.
1: They're fun. It's, I don't want bungee to bungee jump out of it. Though. But you don't want to leave a perfectly good hot air balloon. You don't want to get out of that basket <laughs> and jump to <laughs> what looks like it's going to be your death. Yeah. <laughs> really frightening. Hmm. So we did that on the air, and that was uh, that was fun. So, no, I've already done that. So I'm oh, just going to take a nap. So... And then is it Saturday at noon? or uh, I no, guess it's no. 11 our time, I think. I
2: thought it was 10. I'm not good with math, though. Let me check their clock. Hold on. It's counting down right now. Two hours. I mean, two, no, two, two days. days, 21 hours, and 39 minutes.
1: Okay, Ooh, so almost three days math left. Is hard. David Mead, a self-styled a- a- expert researcher, has claimed in a viral YouTube video that Saturday is when the apocalypse hits. 10 o'clock. Uh, and that's because uh, he hit on the number 33 is the key to knowing when the apocalypse starts. Mm-hmm. Jesus lived on earth for 33 years. Yeah, It's uh, very biblically significant. He says numerologically significant. I'm talking astronomy. I'm talking the Bible and merging the two. <clears throat> so... Because he lived 33 years, it's 33. I forget what the rest of this is. It's like 33. What yeah. is that? How did, what? But wait a minute. How does this work? Have again? we confirmed?
2: Did he did he work in oh, the uh, leap it's days? It's
1: 33 days from the total eclipse. Oh, okay. From the total eclipse of the moon. How about the leap year years? Or the sun? Did
2: we figure all that in? Because we could buy ourselves a, a couple extra years.
1: See that's what he'll claim when it doesn't happen on Saturday. Oh, I forgot about leap year. Yeah, that's a, it's next year then. Next n- year,
2: metric might factor in <laughs> or something. I don't. You know, if we'd only listened to Lincoln Chafee, could have gotten rid of, could have gotten rid of the standard stuff and just oh, everyone gone to metric and we wouldn't have had a end of the world date screwed up.
1: That was one of the best campaign <laughs> moments of all time when he I said mean. his issue was going to be the metric system. I'm going to bring the <laughs> metric system to America. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We all feel strongly about that. I remember when that happened in in junior high and we're like, um, no, I don't know how much a liter is. I don't know what a kilometer (laughs) is. That could be 800 miles or it could be half a mile. I don't know. And I don't want to know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just tell me in miles. Tell me in pounds. Tell me in gallons. Tell me in quarts,
2: you know, the solution to this. Uh, it's Google. Because whenever I run across a story like that's that... That's the only like, way I can do it. That's it the was only way I know. kilometers away. I'm like, oh hell, Google, is that, three kilometers equals miles. What is that? Miles.
1: From here to Mars? Right. Or is it like right next door to me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no one stuff. knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> oh, no, no.
2: I like, I, you know what? I would go to the metric if we could just start referring to pounds of stones. Because that's one thing they do over there in Britain. You know, they're like...
1: When they say 68 stone or whatever, that's... And then they don't explain it. Right. And what? 68 stone? I'm what American. is that?
2: You should be translating this for me, Google. Let's see. 68 stone. I just, now I want to, now I've got to know how many pounds that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Google tells me it's, whoa, 68 stone that's is a lot. 952 yeah. pounds. That's a lot. And I, speaking of which, at the bottom of the hour, just seven minutes from now, Jeffy will be joining us in here for his segment.
1: Speaking of 68 stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we should be doing is describing him as the 68 stone Jeffy. Uh 900 and how much? 52 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute.
2: Let's think this through. Yeah, we, need, we need alternative titles for this it segment. It's not Chewing the Fat. It's Chewing the Fat with 68 Stone Jeffy. Hmm?
1: we got to okay. add that. We'll
2: work on that the graphics. Uh, do you know
1: who Scotty Dell Hughes is? She's a mm-hmm. spokesperson for Donald Trump. She's accusing Charles Payne from Fox Business of rape. Oh. This is a strange story. Um, she filed a lawsuit against Fox... As an extension of her allegations that Fox Business Network's Charles Payne sexually assaulted her, uh, back in July, Payne was suspended from the network after Hughes accused him of forcing her into a sexual relationship against her will. How do you force a woman into a sexual relationship against her will? I mean, if you have a gun to her head, is that what he did? Did he have a knife at her throat? No. You know what? It. You know what she's alleging. He promised to give her more airtime on his show if she would have a sexual relationship with him. I'm sorry, that's not forcing. That's offering you. Hmm. that's offer that's making a proposition, right? If you want to be on my show, uh, we'll have sex together occasionally. Well she could say no to that. yeah. And then there wouldn't be any sexual relationship. This is a really weird. I that to me, is that rape? I don't think so. Can you be pressured into a relationship just by promising somebody increased airtime, and the resulting sex that is had during that relationship is rape? I know. I'm sorry. I know. How, how did this come to light? Do we know? Yeah. Well, she filed the lawsuit against uh, against Fox. She filed a lawsuit against uh, Charles Payne. And I, you know, um, I met Charles Charles Payne. He certainly doesn't seem like a predator like this. I. I don't know. I. Whether or not he propositioned her like that, I don't know. But mm-hmm. they, they clearly had some sort of relationship. Because both sides admit, yeah, we, you know, that we had extramarital affair. And here's a good safety tip. Just don't cheat on your spouse. Mm. How about that? And then you avoid the whole thing. Don't cheat on your spouse and then this is fixed. But she says in July of 2013, I was raped by Charles Payne. Wow, that's strong. In July of 2017, I was raped again by Fox News. Okay. Since then, I have been living in absolute hell. Now, here's the interesting part of this. When she originally made the accusation against Charles Payne, they suspended him while they looked into it. He's back at work now. Yeah, I noticed that. Which is completely different than Eric Bowling, because when he was accused of impropriety with some women, they suspended him... Then they fired him after the investigation. So I don't know, and and Eric Bowling, then his son died, committed suicide or something. Just really bad things happening in Fox News right now. Just really it's sad. Really sad. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Lonnie in Ohio. Hi, Lonnie, you're on the blaze.
15: Hey Pat, how you doing today? Been doing listening good. to your fifth day one. You uh, actually took me away from um uh, rush.
1: Oh great! Just listen to, wow, just
15: listen to Rush at noon. Now I listen to you. That's a
1: very big compliment. Thank you. Appreciate that.
15: Hey, um, you know Trump. You know it, it all started when in the primary. You know I don't know yeah. who your man was, but I know Glenn and M's man was a uh, Cruz.
1: Yeah, mine was Cruz. And
15: well, you know people like myself. Um, I'm from West Virginia. We're just kind of tired of politicians. Yes. We just don't trust them. Right. Even though Cruz is a conservative and says he's going to do all of this, I just felt like he didn't have any backbone. He wasn't ever going to stand up to anybody. Yeah. He wasn't ever going to tell it like it was. And Trump is my guy because he speaks his mind and he just says what needs to be said
1: that won him the election that's right what you just described is what won donald trump the presidency now let me ask you this loney do you still feel that way is he doing what you wanted him to is he the guy you thought he was
15: um yeah i still like him i still think he's the guy uh, I, I know that we have problems with him i get i get aggravated that he's yeah, working with the Democrats, but we have the Republicans that we own everything right now in D.C. We could do anything we wanted, right? Any law we wanted, yes. Any time we wanted, they <laughs> they don't like him. Yeah, he's not he's not one of them. Um, so hmm. for him to fail doesn't matter to them. They still have their cushy job, their big pay, uh, their excellent health care that we don't sure. have anymore.
3: So right they right. are not
15: really willing to help him, so if he has to work with somebody else, then I don't know that I really blame him. Huh.
1: Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Lonnie. Uh, you know, if if he's going to work with the Democrats, though, they're never going to get anything good done. Um, so, that I to me, that's a little bit of a problem. But, but I understand that sentiment. I, you know, I'm tired of I'm tired of the Washington nonsense. There was a conservative review article where they came out with the 25 biggest rhinos in office. And, uh, and then they came out with the best conservatives in office. And Keith noticed something kind of interesting. The rhinos had been in office an average of 19 and a half years. The conservatives, five. Mm. So what does that say? Hmm. Maybe we need to drain the swamp? What is that metric, though? In metric, it's a thousand kilometers. Oh, yeah. It's a million. No, you're right. billion, tr- trillion quarts. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know
0: cat gray only on the blaze radio network.
3: Pat
1: Gray. Time for chewing the fat with 98 stone.
16: Jeffy. I was got to 98 stone. Oh, I, thought was- oh, I thought it was. Oh, I'm like sorry. 68. 68 stone. I mean, come I mean 68 on now. stone is like 900 pounds. <laughs> 98. No, no,
1: no! We can't raise you thirty stones. Where's,
16: where's his music? Where's his music? I, <laughs> come on, man! I
1: mean, you're fat, but not that fat. <laughs> yeah, you're not I one thousand three hundred and seventy-two <laughs> pounds fat. Right. You're right. just a mirror. Uh, no, you're just nine hundred fifty-two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. no, look! Well, they changed the graphic
3: it. for you too. They changed the
2: stone,
1: in there. Jeff. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
16: yeah. uh, That's great. <laughs> that's pretty good. They could do that
1: on the fly. Where's yeah, the
3: theme that, song?
16: That's good. They work so hard on that. Zip <laughs> that right now.
1: If we came up with like, hey, we need the Trump speech from five minutes yeah, ago. No, we yeah, we that. That yeah, we can get that to
16: you next Thursday.
1: But the 68 stone Jeffy, <laughs> that's up right now.
16: We need Jeffy extra fat. Dedication. Yeah, we got that.
1: Dedication. I love it. And we can
2: right. j- And look, 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 look. look. If the weight fluctuates a little bit, let us know. We can change the graphic on the fly, as you just learned. So just keep us in mind. Okay.
16: So what do you got? It's on your mind. What do you have? All right. Hit First, us with we it. need to say a little rest in peace to uh, Jake LaMotta. A raging Bull. Oh, <laughs> Passed wow. away, 95. Wow.
1: 95? 95
16: in Miami. Yeah. He was still wow. hanging out in Miami at the What did he die home. of? 95. In the prime of his life like that. <laughs> he died in 95. We lost him
1: unexpectedly at 95. <laughs>
16: right. I thought the was, guy was going to live in to 306. Right? Well, no. I mean, when, when you're 95, know... you die of complications from pneumonia, right? But right? That's what you is. die of. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's there's only happens. one Jeffy that's going to live that's that one, by the way. But think of this, though. Back when he was fighting. Mm-hmm. Now in his prime. I was looking looking at this some is the of this guy record. who
1: uh, Robert De Niro portrayed mm-hmm. in Raging Bull. Right.
16: And he uh he fought they had the big fight in 1942 at Madison Square Garden with uh, fought uh Robinson, right? Jackie, Jackie no, Ra- not Jackie uh, Robinson Sugar Ray. Uh, Sugar Ray. All Sugar yeah. right. And uh and Sugar Ray was fighting as a welterweight. He was 35 and 0, 27 knockouts. And uh he won the fight. Sugar Ray did in 10 rounds. Uh, but he, he and he bloodied him. But he said after the fight that I never fought a fighter as strong as he is. Now this is in October of 1942. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. in February of 1943, they fight two more times in a month. Did they really? Two more times in a month. You they, would
1: never do that today. The Detroit's Olympia Stadium. Wow.
16: And Lamotta won. Won is won the first fight. A uh, ten round decision. Uh, knocked him knocked him uh, into the ropes in the eighth round. Then wow. Three weeks later, they fight again where sugar Jeez. ray wins uh and despite they despite getting uh getting knocked down uh in the 7th round they gave it back to sugar ray so mm. maybe the fix was a was little a little bit. controversial a little bit mm-hmm. but they but that's just an example of how those guys were back then right yeah I mean, that was that's that's amazing
1: yeah. it's like pitchers you know they don't take 5 days they didn't take 5 days off in 1920 no. They'd
16: pitch one day, and then they'd pitch the next. Right, and the next day they'd play right field. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes.
2: That's
16: right. Uh, congratulations are in order to uh, Laura Ingram, uh, broken by uh, Matt Drudge uh, a couple days ago. And then because uh, Drudge broke the deal uh, that uh, Fox News had to confirm it, uh, she has a new show on Fox News,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
16: the Ingram Angle. And that's replacing what? Congratulations to, uh, to that. I believe that she's going to 10. And they're going to put Hannity up against
1: Rachel
3: Maddow, Rachel
16: Maddow. at nine. At nine. Okay. So good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be. You know, what has been uh, interesting. Nothing, anything you can say about Laura Ingram, she'll be riveting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: I'm, I'm
1: going to leave that now. alone. But no, that's the word I'm saying. Uh, uh, but you know what is interesting is this newfound love affair between O'Reilly and Hannity. Those two guys hate each other. They hate each other's guts. Oh, they did
16: for a long time. Really?
1: And now they're making nice. It's little, breaking crazy. News. so crazy. It's so
16: nice. Let me be clear. We, fact, we're going to leave my Laura Engel alone. Yes, but you're going to get into the O'Reilly Hannity. <laughs> okay. On. I just want to be clear that we're <laughs> a on a that. Is this <laughs> breaking right. news? Is this breaking news?
1: <laughs> well, they <laughs> don't like each other. No, I, mean, really? hate, I mean, that's common Hate knowledge. is maybe that's probably too strong. But everybody knows O'Reilly yes, that, and Hannity yes. don't like each other. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did. I didn't know it. please. Google it. I'm
2: doing it right now. Come on, Everybody knows out. that, right?
1: That's not yes. breaking news, is it? So, but it's patched to the point where, we, right? Uh, Hannity said, "Would you come back to Fox News?" And O'Reilly's response: "No, nah, I don't know."
16: He left, left the door open. Would open say no. Is that, that amazing to at, me? That uh, that was astounding. That is pretty that's astounding. astounding, especially <laughs> since after I the mean,
1: way they treated him, and he's laid so wow. much
16: groundwork for his own now. Yes. Yeah, well, Fox News, yes. look, look. If
1: they and have that's to super our- lucrative. <laughs> Doing your own yes. thing on the internet like that with a yes.
16: subscription based. Plus, that he's he got has. another what twenty <laughs> killing books to. Yeah. Release. He's got a lot more people
1: to kill. Everything's dead. Right. Everything's
2: dead, y'all. Listen, no, if if Fox News has to pay out any more of these lawsuits, they're not gonna be able to afford to bring O'Reilly back. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, are they gonna like they better if they start did bring fighting. him back, would they, they fight? Would they not have to pay you know, keep paying him or whatever, honor the uh the payment to buy him out earlier and then set up a whole new contract?
1: Who O'Reilly? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's no. Yeah, don't oh, just would give him a but, piece of the deal. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Well, they gave O'Reilly him feud by the way. They gave him 25 million to leave. Right. So he left with a pretty nice little parachute there. Okay. Here's 25 no, million. Go away. I, I don't
16: know. I don't know if, if if this is this might be breaking news too. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, if you want me to go away, Pat, and you pay me 25 million, I'll go away. <laughs>
1: I couldn't pay you 25
16: dollars. <laughs> No, but I'm just saying, if you wanted me to go away and pay me 25 million, yeah, I'll go away. That's not happening. I'll go but, away. And if someone asks me away. in the future, like, uh-huh. would you go back there? I'll, I'll. You'll consider I'll it. I'll say no. Oh, you will for 25 million? Yeah, flat, yeah, flat out no. no. Yeah. Okay, I'll never leave that window open again. All right.
1: <laughs> Why would you? You got 25 right. million in a lump sum. You're done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to enjoy Have my nice wife day. at that point. Have I'm a just, nice day. You know, maybe we'll travel and see our kids for once in a while, but I'm done at that point. I mean,
16: $25 million yeah. to O'Reilly, right? I mean, how many millions has he made over the number of years? I mean, he's oh. living in his dump out on Long Island, right? Yeah, quite a dump. Come yeah. on. I'm right, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's, you know he's not... Uh, struggling so, well, to make made, the monthly payment
1: on he, his he made 25 money. million just from fox that's that doesn't include the book earnings
16: the books right can you imagine whatever tours he's been on he's tours. done tours with us he did tours yeah. with dennis on his own uh-huh yeah guy that's, did well yes he does well yes uh, i don't know if this is a uh, uh, good news or bad news but the world health organization is uh, now warning that uh, the world is uh, running out of antibiotics no matter what They're running out of antibiotics. Well, there aren't enough truly new antibiotics being developed, and this is a little disheartening to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially the most concerning uh, (laughs) antibiotic-resistant infections uh, they released yesterday. Uh, Some of the group's latest moves include updating guidelines Mm -hmm. for treating sexually transmitted infections Mm -hmm. and cautioning that just three antibiotics are being developed to treat gonorrhea. Which is a fairly grim situation. You're going to hang on to that Amen story? To that. you going to hang I mean, on to I'm that. Aren't just, you? All I'm just saying mm-hmm. is that antibiotic development is not a pretty picture, okay? Because the antimicrobial resistance mm. is a global health emergency. Hang on a second. How long have I been saying that? That's right? a band name
2: right there antimicrobial resistance. <laughs> right. But no, seriously, it's a good thing that our borders aren't wide open. Oh, wait, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oops. All
16: right. So, so I wanted to get this in. This, I, this is a uh, uh, kind of serious, but I really was fascinated by this. An actual uh, pro-choice uh, advocate uh, changed and put out their own little video uh, to go against Hollywood and to make the uh, liberal uh, Hollywood kind of uh, realize that uh, what they're doing, he wanted to create an ad to show how the liberals are hurting themselves. So this is somebody who was brought no, to show the, hypo- the hypocrisy not. of liberals and abortion. Okay, and uh, how the hypocrites, uh, because uh, they're already here. And he made this little twenty-two second PSA uh, to coincide with the National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Children, which was, you know, a little while ago. It's not today. Yeah, I had the tree up. Yeah, for about yeah, we just took it down. six weeks. We just took it. Down. Mm-hmm. But as long as <laughs> look, I, I didn't get a chance to air this while we had the tree up. Okay. So oh, okay. I wanted you, I wanted you to see the see the ad because it actually is. Uh, that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good all right
8: i believe in feminism
16: animal rights
8: lgbt rights
14: gun control
0: civil rights bridges not walls but you you will never know that about me because i i i
1: i i
0: i I was aborted
1: nice thank you and they did that they did that irritating liberal trick yes. of the I I I, 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 the quick cut in with all the yes. different people saying that and they, they used it against them. That's, that's great that, stuff. That Very was good.
2: brilliant and, and I like they were that. all liberal causes. I like that. But there's only one flaw in that commercial there, that little promo. It's that uh, she said uh, I'm an LGBT or what have you? I mean they clearly Where's the Q? Shot no, that Where's Q- the I, they I- shot I-
3: I- that I- 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 at least a week I-A. ago.
16: Yeah. Yeah. And the
2: EIEIO. No,
16: they didn't do any of those.
2: No the the, the LGBTQIA
16: so. that's been around Yeah, but for she didn't throw in a the
2: QIA. No. Just the LGBT. A lot of people
16: you know the QIA get uh, get the shaft once in a while. Yeah, it's hateful and it's not inclusive. No question. And I also uh I got to take up a little uh take a little What's wrong there, 68? You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
1: So we've gone from 18 to 68 because of the 68 stone
16: weight of Jeffy. (laughs) No, I understood what he meant. I don't know why you have to. I just want to make sure you understood. Yeah, he just. know what I mean? He's bringing it down for you. Uh, Did I honestly hear both of you? compliment donald trump on his hair
1: yes it looks great it sure does shut it looks up are you Mm. sir i can't believe that
16: i it seriously looked great yesterday you You wanted hillary to win didn't you you know he got a haircut like that because some kid wrote a letter like the kid that mowed his lawn yeah sure Oh, I can cut your hair. I've always wanted to be a barber, President Trump. Let me cut your hair. And no. you
1: let him do it. Somebody professionally and it cut like, his hair. Look, oh it looks my God. great. Bring, bring the, look at the this, this left side of his great. hair. Oh, my God.
16: Look at that. Looks, oh, my God. That is the best that Donald Trump, Trump has not, looked since 1984. That is some kid is that does not know what he's doing. He has doing. looked since
1: 1984. No, I'm sorry. Pat. Pat. I know
16: we got a report that his wife did it, but that's just covering His up wife did not, not do that. His wife didn't do
1: that.
2: I have a confession, Pat. Mm-hmm. So earlier in the show, I may or may not have had access to your uh, Twitter account. Mm. And because uh, I wanted to put up, you know, the picture of uh, of Donald Trump's nice hairdo. So instead, mm-hmm. of course, I put the one in the wind from a few years ago, right? Um, but try as I might, because when you look at the speech and the head-on shot, it, his hair looks very good. But every mm. new shot that I was finding on the Internet, it was always this side thing. And I'm going to be with Jeffy on that picture right there. That didn't look so good. Thank
16: you. But head on that's, and that's, and that's the left side. That's the that's the the side that got cut I don't he, know if he you're stopped Both him. on drugs. He did this side and then he know stopped the No, that's enough. The, the head-on shot. Side, the yeah, head-on shot looks good. The top and the, this side, he didn't let the barber go on. He stopped him after that god awful left side. See,
2: that, that's it. The still photographers were on the sides of the stage. The video is head-on. If you watch the speech head-on, looks very good, very nice. Okay, okay. this is
1: way too much analysis. I'm telling you, here. but right there, it way looks looks too like, much. Looks I don't like care. I
16: don't care. It looks
1: great. That's rough.
16: What else you have? We're supposed. to is. We're supposed to like Donald Trump about right because of the un speech
1: (laughs) yeah well i like the un speech i'm we're gonna give credit where credit is due it was a great speech i liked it he said really good things about venezuela he's even said some good things about north korea Mm -hmm. he did even Uh, though and
2: just
4: forget everything else that's happened in the last eight months
2: and we're good now what i didn't like what i did not
1: like was this
4: as someone born in new york and raised in new york it is a great mm-hmm. honor to have the United Nations in New York. No, it isn't. Has no, it's been. not. No,
1: it isn't. For was...
4: years, I've been a critic. Yeah. This is, this but is, I've also yes, been somebody that done. said that the United Nations has tremendous potential. No, you, you have oh, not been no, saying that. Leadership, and I've Stop seen it. what you've done and working with Nikki Haley and all of her friends. Pandering. She's made so many friends here. He's made friends. And this guy, it's
1: just him taking every side of every issue. That's what he and does. And. And Donald Trump was saying all during the campaign, U.N. needs to go. Get we need out. to stop paying them, and they need to leave. Now he's proud to have him in New York? Well, I'm look at the traffic no. with her
16: in town. Okay. No. And now we're going to like him? No. I, I don't know. Okay. No. I, yes, no, that was not good. And uh, although it was funny, I don't necessarily know that we need to call, uh, even though he's a Fat douche. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what he needs to be called.
1: Him. That's that needs to be his nickname. Just Not rocket man. That's complimentary. Fat little douche.
16: There you go. Uh, Now that would be
1: funny. Yes. FLD of N K. Would be funny. Well, it's also true. It's exactly yeah. what he is. I
16: don't know what uh, I don't know what he wants to be called in the world, but uh, we in the United States in the Oval call him Fat Little Douche. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: Man, that gets my vote for that 2020. If he starts saying that, <laughs> I will vote for Donald Trump no matter who's running against him in 2020. If he will call Kim Jong Un a fat little hey, did you did, nice. you did you
16: hear? And I don't have. I didn't. I didn't bring up the Hillary on uh, Colbert for because <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't watch Colbert. I don't like him. I don't think he's no. Funny. I don't either. Mm-mm. But she was on, and of course he's gonna. Well, what would you have said if you would have been elected? Uh, guess what? You weren't. Okay. Mm, no, you weren't elected, and the reason you weren't elected is because nobody wanted you to say what you would have said.
1: Even the Democrats didn't like her. They even Democrats didn't, they were going to vote for her, but they're going to hold their nose and do it. They all held their nose. Yep. Her,
16: and oh, oh, it didn't work. And Stephen Colbert, like you said,
1: terrible. Oh, she yes, is.
3: I
16: don't terrible show. Not funny. And he was part did not you, a good guy. Any, I know we talked. We didn't get a chance to talk very much yesterday about the Emmys at all. We talked a little bit about a couple of the different shows, but the entire Emmys itself just horrible just horrible yeah it just wasn't horrible. it wasn't a good broadcast it was not in a addition
1: good. to it just being a progressive liberal love fest right it just it's a bad broadcast it, it really and is. not even worth watching for five
16: minutes it let really alone is and i love tv I, I mean i would I love too. to be able to be able yeah. to see some of the some of the stars and tune in and see that but it's just bad yeah it is and it's time to stop supporting them
1: just like it's time to stop supporting big mobile Say hello to freedom, to your cell phone freedom. We all know big government is at the root of a lot of America's problems, but do you also know that Big Mobile is contributing to that? Your cell phone company. Yeah, they take a portion of the proceeds and they put it straight into the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood and uh, that that mayor group that Bloomberg has that tries to take your guns away, whatever that's called. Sanctuary cities. Uh, it, it drives me out of my mind, and and I won't have my cell phone company doing this. So you don't have to, Um, because it's not, as you're probably thinking, the only affordable way to have cell service. Patriot Mobile, they're the only conservative cell phone company in America where a portion of your Patriot Mobile bill directly funds traditional family values and religious freedom and opportunities for American citizens. And starting this week, Patriot Mobile takes another great step forward, unlimited talk text And then data, too, at at better prices than anything you can get from your current phone company. Did you catch that? You don't have to be with Big Mobile anymore. You get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk, text, and data for a better price. Unlimited talk and text starts at $20 a month. $20 a month! I mean, I know people who are always... My wife is one of them. Our cell phone bill is so high! Well, let's just stop using them then. I don't even look at it anyway. <laughs> but we, instead of doing that, switch to Patriot Mobile. I mean, I know people paying 250 300 a month for their for their services. It's ludicrous. Um, so 20 bucks a month. It's unheard of. So go to uh, patriotmobile.com slash pat, patriotmobile.com slash pat. Use that promo code pat, and they're going to waive your activation fee too, which saves you, I think, another 35 bucks. Or just call them. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. This is
1: the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Radio Network. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Singer Annie Lennox has spoken out.
2: Oh, good. She's good. She's she's
1: voiced uh, confidence now that public pressure can in time solve the world's humanitarian crises.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, She just got an award for some sort of philanthropy. She does. Um, Annie Lennox, you might remember from the Eurythmics, who had a couple of big weeks back in the 1980s. Uh, she was honored in New York this Monday by Global Citizen. You know that's a great group. The advocacy movement that plans a much larger concert this coming Saturday, led by Annie Lennox and Eurythmics and Stevie Wonder. Uh, They're trying to raise money for sustained levels of foreign aid. That's great. Lennox is a longtime advocate of international development, HIV-AIDS awareness, and gay rights. She voiced alarm... At the state of the world, including mass human displacement and worsening calamities linked to climate change. Well, yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? You know, I mean, I've traveled the world, hmm. seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. Huh. And and Annie found it. She found it in global warming. If Annie Lennox from the Eurythmics says it, You know it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just true. You can't argue with it. She urged people to choose hope over despair, responsibility over indifference. If only liberals (laughs) believed that concept. If only. And feminism over misogyny. The catastrophic events of wantonly plundering the Earth's natural resources, she warned, is risking the veritable sustainability of human existence on this planet. But she said, "My, my thinking is... Listen to this deep thought. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you're prepared for it, but let's all put on our thinking caps like we used to do in fourth grade and see if we can noodle this out together. Better. My thinking is, Annie said, if we can distribute Coca-Cola to all corners of the world and send men and women into space, then surely there are solutions to these problems. Well, yeah. If we can get a Coke delivered to a thirsty person in the People's Republic of Congo, surely we can we can control the weather, right? <laughs> What the heck? Stop. What does distributing Coke have to do with controlling the planet's climate system? Oh, these people are just butt stupid.
2: This, no, honestly, how many people listen to somebody like Annie Lennox on this stuff? A lot. Really? I think a
1: lot do. Yeah. I think a lot do. Well, Annie's she traveled the world. She probably knows.
2: And the seven seas. She knows. Like Everybody's
1: looking for something. Uh, all right. John in Iowa hi you're on with pat gray
17: hey good morning how you doing doing good all right man i got a couple three things i'll throw at you and then i'd like to hang up and listen okay uh, first thing is why in god's name does the united states government think they need to be involved in our health care systems number two mm-hmm. uh i'm a veteran vietnam war veteran and, and a uh, disabled veteran
3: thank you for your I, service i really don't
17: like this idea that they've kept talking about wanting to privatize our system yeah and of health care but i i will agree that they do have some problems in the healthcare system in the va okay but i have never encountered too many number three i was totally shocked at mr trump yesterday when i watched his u.n speech where he seems to want to annihilate north korea and i would think that hopefully the people that he has around him advisors and stuff that they would have never let that get into the speech unless it was his mm. own idea yeah. to do that you have a wonderful day, and I'm going to hang up and listen.
1: Thanks, John. Appreciate it.
17: 888
1: uh, 933 Yeah, I mean, he says incendiary things, but that's what people like about him. Isn't it? That's, what, that's how he got elected. They like it when he'll say whatever is on his mind. Now, normally a president can't do that. But Donald Trump can. And it, it's been proven over and over and over and over again that he can pretty much say whatever, and it, it never... It never hurts him with his base. It just doesn't. Um, and is it responsible to say that the United States is going to destroy another uh, country on this planet? Probably not. But, I, you know, it's almost to the point where I like it because I'm sick of hearing their threats. I'm sick of that fat little douche and his continual. I'm going to turn the United States into a sea of fire. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, all eight seven two seven. No, it's not. It's 888 thirty three ninety three. I almost did it for the second time. Almost. You called yourself, though,
2: so good job. I think you didn't even get halfway through, so it doesn't count.
1: And we got another story here that we got to get to on this high school reenactment. Uh, They reenact slavery with the students. Gosh, that seems like a really good idea, isn't Uh it? Uh, And a lot more, too. Oh, the city that banned a business over their gay marriage beliefs. You won't believe this story, either. Actual happy outcome.
2: Uh Oh, whoa, I won't believe
1: it. Yeah. Pat Gray Unleashed.
2: Pat Gray,
0: only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Bringing sanity to an insane world, Pat Gray Unleashed. 888 900 93 This is kind of fun uh, because a little bit of sanity has been restored. I would never have expected this. You know the movement right now to shut down every business who has expressed any opposition to gay marriage. You just can't, you can't do it, I guess. This isn't America anymore. You can't feel uh, a certain way because of your religious beliefs uh, or you're ostracized, you are shut down, you're fined. Actually, you know those bakers in... Oregon, I think it was, that had to were forced to pay a hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars to that lesbian couple because they wouldn't do their their the wet the wedding cake. I mean, that is outrageous. They had sold the pair, you know, donuts or pastries or whatever in the past, so they didn't just discriminate against. They just didn't want to. They they believed because of their faith they couldn't participate in uh, in the wedding ceremony, and. That turned out to be a $137,000 decision to them. Wow, that is anti-American. So, now a city banned uh, a business called Country Mill Farms because the owner, Steve Tens, expressed his views in a Facebook post last year. (laughs) I I guess he took a stand against uh, gay marriage on his Facebook in response, East Lansing banned TENS and his family from this year's Farmer's Market, citing the city's anti-discrimination ordinance that covers sexual orientation. It's not discrimination if you just believe something. I'm, I'm sorry, that's, that's not discrimination. The discrimination is you discriminating against these people's religious sensibilities. Tens sued East Lansing, good for religious discrimination. His 120-acre orchard in Charlotte, a popular wedding spot, is over 20 miles from East Lansing. But a federal judge, last Friday, reversed East Lansing's ban. That never happens. That's great! There's a little ray of sunshine bursting through this uh, sinful cloud bursting through this un-American cloud. Maloney said East Lansing changed its rules to require vendors to comply with the city's civil rights ordinance after learning of TEN's values. The context in which the vendor guidelines were amended and then applied to Country Mill supports the plaintiff's claim that their religious beliefs or their religiously motivated conduct was the target of the city's actions. He believed it was. So the judge ordered East Lansing to open up the market to him through October, the end of the season, while, the, while his lawsuit proceeds. So the Thames family was back at the market along with a protester. One. <laughs> the man's sign read, Boycott Country Mill. They practice hate and bigotry.
2: Having some <laughs> crickets standing out there.
1: But according to the TV station reporter, uh, it didn't stop a sea of people from pouring in and buying products from Country Mill. that's great. What has he done to this community? What he has done to this community has harmed people, people of faith or of no faith, said protester Keenan DeWitt. He's harmed them by telling them that they are less than human. No, he he didn't say that, that they are not worthy of respect. Don't believe he said that either, that they are not worthy of being allowed to have services with his business. (laughs) But fortunately, you know, common sense prevailed there.
2: Mm-hmm. Offend me. Please offend me. So I have something to say, have a purpose in my life. Literally, this guy got his name in the paper by yeah. being the one idiot that showed up out there.
1: Yeah. One believable. Nice. And then we have uh, this high school that in uh, Cerritos, they're under fire uh, for a project they did about slavery. Whitney High School junior Timothy Reyes had his hands taped together and was part of a slave ship reenactment when he was an eighth grader uh, on the campus. A mother complained recently after getting an email from her son's teacher explaining the unique classroom activity, which was a surprise. Staff would act as slave ship captains. What? And the children would act as slaves. What a good idea. Isn't that fun? I mean, what could go wrong, right? What could possibly go wrong? Isn't that fun? (laughs) That's so much fun. This is just, you know, this is just a unique and creative way to teach kids about slavery. After lining the kids up, <clears throat> they'd, use ma- they'd use masking tape to tie their wrists together, Ugh. make them lie, lay on the ground, and in a dark room, have them watch a clip from the film Roots. Isn't that fun? That's a great idea. What a great idea! <laughs> <laughs> Teachers all over the country right now are jotting that down. Yeah, that's a really good. I'm going to try that this week. LaMonica Bryson, a Whitney High English teacher, agrees with the decision to pull the activity. Yeah, you think? I think there are other ways to teach tolerance and uh, maybe even better ways and best practices to broach these sensitive subjects. No, you definitely don't need to pretend to be a slave, but it was another hands-on experiment used to simulate slavery, according to one student. Definitely not an effective way, and there's better alternatives than that.
2: Hands-tied
1: experiment. There's another little bit of common sense in this world. That's great. 888 nine hundred 93 We've been talking about Trump and his his stand. His UN speech was great yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. Except for the part where he took a completely opposite position on the UN than he has had ever since I've listened to him speak. Uh, but his, his comments on Venezuela, which... Released, the
4: problem in Venezuela... Is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, mm-hmm. but that socialism has been faithfully implemented.
1: And that's great. I mean, that's that's awesome. And, no, no applause, by the way, for me. Oh, all right. If we have to. Funny, because he just stood there and waited. For him. <laughs> and then his comments on North Korea were interesting as well.
4: We were all witness to the regime's deadly abuse when an innocent American college student otto warmbier was returned to america only to die a few days later we saw it in the assassination of the dictator's brother using banned nerve agents in an international airport we know it kidnapped a sweet 13 year old japanese girl from a beach in her own country to enslave her as a language tutor for North Korea's spies. If this is not twisted enough, now North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles threatens the entire world with unthinkable loss of human life. It is an outrage that some nations would not only trade with such a regime, but would arm, supply, and financially support a country that imperils the world with nuclear conflict no nation on earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and missiles the united states has great strength and patience but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies we will have no choice but to totally destroy north korea that (laughs) that is an amazing matter of fact
1: statement from the leader of the free world and i can't think of i mean i think it's unprecedented yeah has has any president ever suggested such a thing
2: no because remember how reagan got all that crap for joking when he didn't realize the mic was on when he's like uh, you know, oh, Russia right. will begin bombing in five minutes. Yeah. You know, and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, no, no.
1: People went out of their minds over that. Uh, and now now Trump has no problems. Just uh, going right for it. <laughs> Evan in North Dakota, you're on the blaze. Hi.
18: Hello. Hey. I was just uh Um I was noticing that um during the debates in, in uh with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, I think it was the last debate that they were on. Um those people that are, you know reluctant to come to the conclusion that Donald Trump probably isn't a conservative, and uh, for that matter, maybe not even a Republican. As I recall at the end of that, I believe it was the last debate, um, that when Bill O'Reilly ziplined down onto the stage to be the first one to interview Donald Trump after the debate. Mm-hmm. And uh, he interviewed him, and, and uh, towards the end of the interview, Donald Trump made the comment that running a as a Republican or running on the Republican party was a good decision. Well, you know, if you're a true Republican or, you know, you wouldn't have to make that decision to decide what party to run on, unless you thought he had a better chance of winning by running on the Republican right. party. Yeah. So I don't know, unless you just said it for, you know, uh, trying to gather up some of the independent votes or something by making a comment like that, or if that's where you actually felt.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I, I mean, I would guess it's the way he actually felt. He he just went with the way. Uh, the, of course, he. I think he changed. Didn't he change parties in 2012? Or maybe it was a little bit before. Right around there. Right around there. Yeah, but I think all the things that he's done in the last ten years have been in preparation uh, for the run for presidency. Appreciate the call, Evan. And I. I don't know that he was ever really serious about it until he started winning primaries. And then he's like, oh, wow, maybe this can work. Let's try it. Clear my calendar for next year. I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it. And he, I don't know, you know, maybe I'm completely mistaken, but it doesn't seem to me like he really wanted to do the work Mm-mm. of governing. He just wanted to see, he well, he likes to win. and And I think once he found out he could win, then he was going to prove that he could win. And he did. Uh, so we'll see. I, again, he's done some good things. Um, and uh, we'll try to continue to keep an open mind and and go with each individual instance. I, I hate the fact that he's working with Democrats on tax reform, on health care. Uh, that's going to come back to bite us. Uh, John in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hi. Hello, Pat. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing good. Thanks.
6: I've been listening for you first time caller glad to be on great to have you um so I I would like to use uh, a little bit of logic in fact I would say it's logic so simple that even Jeffy can get it uh <laughs> to persuade you that the metric system is actually a huge benefit to you and that uh you should Take a different stance on it.
3: <laughs> Okay.
1: So, <laughs> All right. You got your work cut out for you, but go mm-hmm. ahead. Convince me.
6: Okay. Two, two reasons. Number one is going to be simple math, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll give you some simple math. I've been a carpenter for over 25 years, and I'm now an engineer, so I know math, and I know how we get stuff built in this world. Take eight and three-eighths and divide it by seven sixty fourths right mm-hmm. you know that off the top of your head no you don't no i don't because we're, we're all afraid of fractions yeah okay everything in the metric system is divisible by 10 if i've got 1.5 meters how many centimeters are in it well it's simple it's 150 <laughs> because everything's divisible by 10 so math gets easier mm. okay. and that leads me to my second point why you should like the metric system okay. economics Metric system simplifies the way we make stuff, which means it gets cheaper to produce things and ends up resulting in more wealth for us all. Who can't get behind that?
1: Well, you sound like my seventh grade teacher when they were trying to jam the metric system down my <laughs> you sound throat. sound like Lincoln Chafee <laughs> is what you sound like. <laughs> and it was a resounding, yeah, but no, from the American people. <laughs> I mean, what you're saying uh, based on a factor of 10, yeah, okay. I, but no, I'm not going to switch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried. I tried.
1: All right. That was a good effort, though, John. And it does make sense. You're right. That's logic that, well, Jeffy couldn't understand it, but most people could mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have like an ounce of brain matter. 888 thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray, Unleashed. Pat
0: Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Gray Unleashed 888-933-93 I don't know what number that would be in metric speak but I wouldn't understand it New Math Uh it is Pat Gray Unleashed Uh do you remember this when Lincoln Chafee Okay Lincoln Chafee who is a uh senator from Rhode Island Rhode Island governor as well announced his candidacy for President of the United States. This
14: is actually what he chose to focus on. Earlier, I said, let's be bold. Let's be bold. Here's a bold embrace of internationalism. Oh. Let's join the rest of the world and go metric.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> I happen
14: to live in Canada.
1: Look, he was hoping for an applause line. Those
14: were his closest supporters. <laughs> uh, did,
1: what? what did he just say la- I, I mean, I think they turned their back on him and left the room <laughs> as soon as he said that. <laughs> and they completed the People process. People are laughing.
14: Believe me, it's easy. It doesn't take long before 34 degrees is hot.
1: Uh, yeah, no, uh-uh, it's not true. Only
14: Myanmar, Myanmar Liberia, Liberia, and the United States mm-hmm. aren't metric. And- there is
1: no argument. I hate more than that. Well, the United States is the only country in the world that Right. in fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the US is the only country in the world that doesn't have socialized women. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Uh, cause we're the only country in the world that's exceptional. We're the only country in the world that doesn't have to follow the leader on every other little thing. We let them do all their thing, and then we continue to rule the world and influ- be its greatest influence and its biggest innovator and its most prosperous nation. I don't care what the rest of the world is doing. That's such a specious, lame argument. We're just Myanmar, Liberia, and us. Well, then we're the only three countries on the earth that are intelligent. Nobody understands metrics. And
14: it will help our economy. You can't do American century. Uh It's very important to have a ready and strong military. Okay.
1: Okay. And the metric system. Eagle and our great seal. Yeah.
14: Holds both arrows. Arrows. And an olive branch. And an olive branch. Nine fifths of one. Let's lead responsibly with a commitment to our unwavering defense uh-huh. and our peaceful purposes.
1: So the metric system will help defense? Yep. It'll help our yep. military?
2: I don't know how, but yeah, But he's so proud. He's stacking that speech. He's rolling up. He's
1: like, what do you think, huh? It's good stuff, right? <laughs> God, horrible. Watch those electoral votes roll in now. <laughs> I made the promise of all promises. I'm going to bring the metric system back to America. They rejected it 40 years ago. I'm sure they're going to love it this time uh Tom in Pennsylvania. Hi, oh, you're on the blaze.
15: Hi there. Pat. I love your show. I called a couple of times already. Thanks. I want to about the uh the slave issue. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, I have an article here that Philip Burnham in the article Selling Poor Stephen, published in the February-March 1993 issue of Heritage America found it that in the US census of 1830 there were 3,775 free blacks who owned 12,740 black slaves. Birmingham wrote about the slave John Casser, who was denied his freedom by black slave owner Anthony Johnson. Just a refresher on, you know, we weren't the only, Yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. In other words, uh, appreciate the call, Tom. The slave trade was not started by whites, although we may have perfected it. So we're certainly not off the hook. But I, I get what you're saying. First of all, America uh, had slavery foisted on it by Great Britain. I mean, yeah. it, we were their colony. They instituted slavery here. They made it such an integral part of this country that you know the South completely relied on it for, for their well-being, economically speaking. I wish they hadn't done it, but they did that. And so... You know, and the, the big rap on the founding fathers is, well, they, they it started as an evil document because they didn't fix that. Actually, they laid the foundation to fix it in the United States Constitution. And the first phrase kind of gives you a hint, you know, in the, in the Declaration of Independence. We believe uh, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So they did what they could, but they knew that they couldn't. They couldn't move forward as a union, as United Colonies, with one nation, uh, and still eliminate slavery, because the South wouldn't have stood for it. We had to. We had to create the foundation. We had to stabilize the government and the nation, and then slavery could be dealt with. And people forget that. They don't care about the genesis and nothing you say about the founders. And yes, Jefferson and Washington were slave owners. That that was the system that they inherited. And neither one of them knew how to fix it. It wasn't as easy as, okay, well, just all, all slaves go away. They just are all free now. Well, they were concerned about, because they hadn't been educated, they, they didn't have places to live. They had nowhere to go. They had nothing to do If you did free them and then Virginia had a law that upon your death, you may not free your slaves. So Jefferson couldn't. Now they had, they had a year or two when Washington died that uh, the Virginia legislature overturned that law and allowed him to do what he did and that's free his slaves but then they went back and changed it back so that you couldn't. And when Jefferson died in 1825 or 1826, uh, you couldn't, uh, you once again could not free your slaves. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, there's nuance, there's depth to it, it's a super complex issue. Um,
2: yeah. And just to point out, um, uh, America didn't uh, declare its independence until 1776. Britain first landed at Jamestown in 1607. So yeah, we totally inherited it. 171 years later. Please don't blame the founders for that
1: institution. I didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on me. That's deep, dude. Not deep. You should write that down. <laughs> we need a
2: we need a quote board in here, and just start writing these. Uh, that's, that's deep. That's I good didn't, stuff.
1: I didn't cross the border. The border crossed cross, me. Crossed you. Okay. All of these anti-American phrases. I love. And the people who utter them uh, are all wonderful. They're they're fabulous. We can't separate those families. They're fantastic. We love that they're here. Uh, <laughs> their, their children have done nothing wrong. They've done nothing wrong. Uh, but then you've got a guy like Jonathan Dunn who actually does love this country, wants to contribute to it, wants desperately mm. to make it his home, and we don't let him. Yeah, sorry.
2: And if you missed that, Jonathan Dunn was in here at the uh, middle of hour number one, so we'll be posting that. You can check it out at theblaze.com slash radio later.
1: Yeah, or in our podcast on iTunes, mm-hmm. listen to it there and, and push us up the iTunes chart a little bit uh, a little bit more.
2: That's different than thumb-upping you on Facebook? Yeah,
1: but you can also do that.
2: You can thumb up on Facebook, push up on Apple iTunes. Yes. W- what do you do on SoundCloud where you want to listen to the show? Um, just listen? That's just a simple listen? Yeah. Listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. how about the uh, and
1: then Twitter you you can you can be a twit and no Twitter and us. like and tweet right. like and, and tweet and then there's th- and that's at pat unleashed
2: yep at pat unleashed mm-hmm. what about when you go to um stitcher to listen to the show what do you call that stitch stitchers
1: honestly <laughs> I don't even know what stitcher is right. <laughs> what is stitcher I don't know but is that a thing
2: you're there man mm-hmm there's lots We're, of places.
1: So I'm on Stitcher and I didn't even know it? Apparently, yeah. Do you actually not know what Stitcher is? Because I don't. I yeah, really don't.
2: I used to have uh, that app a long time ago. And, what does it to, uh, what do you do? You just listen to podcasts and stuff on it. Stitcher. Oh,
1: okay. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So that's
2: kind of neat. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, you, I mean, mm-hmm. you're all over the place, man. You're on the... Oh, we got the Instagram going. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Where, where else... Uh, where else are
1: you? There's, you're all over the place, man. Just you're, like Chicken Man. We're you're everywhere. You're
2: ubiquitous. The ubiquitous yes. Pat Gray Unleashed.
1: I like that. Okay. 888-933-93. 888 900 33.93. Of course, none of it matters because oh, yeah. the apocalypse is, is just happening. You
2: wasted all that time. telling everyone to find you.
1: All wasted. What was the point? Oh, oh,
2: omni.fm. Sorry, I couldn't resist. We had another one there.
1: Yeah, so what's happening? Is, is the world coming to an end soon? Yes, because it's 33. 33 is an interesting number to this numerologist, David Mead, who's uh, predicting the apocalypse is coming. 33. Jesus lived on Earth for 33 years, mm-hmm. and it is now, or Saturday, it will be 33 days since the uh, eclipse of the of the sun, okay. the total eclipse, and apparently I, I don't know is a total eclipse this particular one foretold fore, foretold in the Bible?
2: Hell, I just want to know are, 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 are these aware of metric it? days that we're talking <clears throat> about or
1: standard? No, these are standard. Okay,
2: all right.
1: So sometime uh, Saturday, uh, all hell is going to break loose. The apocalypse actually arrives, and so all of your efforts up into this point just don't matter. Hmm. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's, uh, he's decided that the Bible points to this, mm-hmm. even though the Bible also points to the fact that nobody knows the day or the time. And I, I don't know how he gets around that particular aspect. Do you? Um, by I know math. that there was, there was a page where he addressed all of the problems people have with his theory that Saturday is the day the apocalypse begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't click on any of them.
2: You didn't click on
1: them? I actually didn't care that
2: much. What do you mean? Let's talk <laughs> about the end of the world, man. You don't care? <laughs>
1: I, I would if I believed him, <clears throat> but I'm having a difficult time, you know, believing him. So hey, maybe have, that's have,
2: have you ever played golf, Pat? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna invite you to play golf. Maybe we get like a really early tea time Saturday morning. Maybe we can squeeze in maybe at least the front nine before no, the end of the work. No, you don't wanna do that?
1: No. I already told you I'm gonna be taking a nap.
2: <laughs> okay, well
1: I'm really sleepy.
2: I invited you. Don't say I never All invited right.
1: you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. <laughs>
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
2: gray returns
1: Hey, it is Pat Gray. 888-900-3393. Uh we've been kind of uh, dissecting uh, Donald Trump's speech from yesterday. We we just touched on it a little bit yesterday and kind of uh, delving into it a little bit more. Uh and loving his thoughts on on socialism, but boy the room did not a room full of socialists and communists and big government guys, uh, despots, uh, tyrants. Uh, just, I mean, the UN is just a snake pit. And uh, he he took on socialism to his credit, man. That is not a friendly audience.
2: That was a great place to do it. If you're going to do it somewhere, that that is the crowning achievement of places you could Give that speech.
1: Where we've gathered every socialist country on earth <laughs> and put them in there. And then he tells them this.
4: The problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented.
1: Applause line. Wait. 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 I would love to see. from the so- I would love to see who the first person that Opened up the clapping like somebody from I don't know Israel maybe or oh. Great Britain perhaps although they love a certain amount of socialism too so <laughs> but I'd like to know who was the first to actually cave in and uh, give him applause for that line because nobody wanted to
2: I'm so grateful he waited just wait for him to do that
1: Meanwhile this is kind of interesting Rob Reiner Rob Reiner is uh he was Meathead right on. On All in the Family in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Uh, he is apparently uh, opening up a committee. He's forming a committee right now to investigate Russian interference into the election. What? Rob Reiner? As the left struggles to digest a presidential election loss that shattered their insulated worldview, foul play becomes their only explanation for the rise of Donald Trump. So film director and former All in the Family star, Rob Reiner, renowned as much for his left-wing politics as his Hollywood pedigree. I mean, this guy really was kind of the the person that he portrayed when he was meathead on uh, All in the Family. He's joined with other Democrats in an electoral Hail Mary, the formation of a task force to investigate the real red state's infiltration of the 2016 election. They're trying to have... The election results overturned because of whatever interference they think happened. I mean, are they? Let it go. Joining forces with Atlantic senior editor David Frum, Obama-era director of national intelligence James Clapper, conservative political commentator and prominent never-Trumper Charles Sykes, as well as other former officials and Trump critics, The committee to investigate Russia will, according to the organization's website, serve as a nonpartisan command post. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you're nonpartisan. To, quote, help Americans recognize and understand the gravity of Russia's continuing attacks on our democracy. Uh, We're not a we're not a democracy. Uh, So they're not attacking our democracy because, well, we aren't one. Though no evidence has surfaced suggesting wrongdoing on the part of President Trump, talk of Russia, collusion, and corruption has dominated the mainstream media since the November election, and both the House and Senate Intelligence Committees have initiated investigations. There's also a separate probe being conducted by former FBI Director Robert Mueller. I mean, this, all of this over something... For which there's really very little evidence that anything I mean they, they did try to tamper in Illinois and we've talked about that before they tried to do certain things on a local level in Illinois and they couldn't because they didn't understand how the process worked so whatever they were trying to do was foiled by just by our system so it didn't affect the election outcome at all but they will not let it go in, in fact they're increasing their efforts now we couldn't get a single thing done on Benghazi or the email scandal with Hillary Clinton. But this Russia thing, they're just beating to death. Further defining the actor formerly known as Meathead's new committee's mission, the website states that it will be a non-profit source, resource, where all relevant information is aggregated in one place to provide context and allow users to see the full picture of what Russia has done and will continue to do unless we start paying closer attention. Reiner has been uh, persistently critical, of course, of Trump. Calls him a racist president, a heartless, I won't say that word, Mm. and denouncing his tenure as a cancerous presidency that we cannot allow to spread. When we were upset by Obama, uh, we were racist just because... Uh, he, I guess he was black, and, they, and we were white, and so were racist, even though yeah. had nothing to do with the color of his yeah, skin. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's, he was half white, still is, as a matter of fact. He's half white, and we hated his policies, and we didn't like the socialism that he brought to the table, and we didn't like the fact that he apologized for the United States of America everywhere, everywhere he went. But when we disagreed with him and fought against him, we were just simply racists. But they can take this Trump thing to the greatest extreme I think I've ever seen, and it's, it's not a problem. What's interesting here, he said on MSNBC, is that we really have a test, and we are being tested as to whether or not our democracy is going to survive. Well, it's not going to because it's, mm-hmm. it's not a democracy. We're, we're not oh. a, a democracy. No. A, domo- a democracy can't survive when it's, well... Not a democracy.
2: (laughs) Well said. You kind of summed it up right there. Everything just kind of neatly packaged.
1: Maybe that should be a bumper sticker. A democracy democracy can't can't survive survive. when it's, well, not a democracy. Where's our quote board, man? It's got to be there. Got to have it. I'm getting one. He, He continued, though, we have somebody who's mentally unstable, who is a pathological liar. There's no getting around that. The election's been over for, you know, it's going on a year now and the left is still doing this stupid stuff. Also, this was really fun. I just I <clears> don't know if I can fully tell you that this is actually true. Nah, let's pretend it
2: is. <laughs> but I
1: love it. I love it. The headline is Tommy Laren suspended over comments at the plays. Oh, oh no whoa, whoa, what? And she calls it quits so she can quote bring this product to the women of America. There it is. Story's out
2: now, y'all. <laughs> Here we go. (laughs) Buckle up.
1: (laughs) Now, this has all the earmarks of somebody doing a parody uh, of the Joanna Gaines thing. Mm -hmm. But it's fun. So (laughs) I just want it to be true. I really wish this was the actual advertisement, but we can't find it anywhere. So I don't know if this is actually true. But uh, here's the story. You know how the Joanna Gaines thing is written? This is along those lines, too. Before jumping into politics, she was also a former beauty pageant winner. In 2012, Tommy won the New Jersey Blueberry Princess pageant.
2: Wait, no. Is that part true? No, come on. Stop it. She's from the Dakotas and lived in San Diego before she came here. What is this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> stop. I'll look that up and see if that's true. Must I? Tommy Laren was the New Jersey Blueberry Princess pageant <laughs> winner? I don't think so.
2: Okay, here we go. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking.
1: Been recently exposed, though, that she may be shifting her focus away from politics. Oh, no, no. Back towards something she claims is a little less chaotic. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, that sounds like Tommy. She doesn't want chaos (laughs) in her life. After constant online threats and her unfair suspension at the Blaze, it seems she's had enough. The announcement was made official. She's officially resigning from not only the blaze, but from politics. However, there is a specific reason behind her departure. Mm -hmm. Here's a quote from Tommy that they're, they're quoting her here. In 2016, I knew I wanted to bring my passion for hard work, health, and beauty into 2017. But I didn't know exactly how I planned on doing that right. How, how are you gonna do that? While being a right-wing commentator mm-hmm. during the elections, I had to deal with intense stress on very little sleep and it took a toll on me. Yeah. as a working woman, I noticed my skin deteriorating and I knew I had to change something. This what, is really what, well
2: what does a former Miss little blueberry
1: do? Well, she tried many different products okay. Keith, with like no what? results that's, and it's a shame. And she says, I knew there was a better way. Through all my research, I finally found the right combination of, inv- of ingredients oh,
2: good. Good. that have
1: completely rejuvenated my skin and erased my my eye bags. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> who, who calls them my eye bags? <laughs> Hold on, that's another band name, my uh, eye bags. I'm putting that on my profile on Twitter right now. <laughs> well, then
1: I knew I had to bring this to the working women of America, wow, she explained.
2: She's a helper. This is good. I like this. This is going well.
1: We've always suspected that Tommy was a philanthropist Uh and that she was a a humanitarian helper. Helper. And this is just proof positive now. (laughs) It's in black and white. It's in ink. The project Tommy is referring to is her. (laughs) Oh, no, stop. (laughs) I think this is an actual. I think somebody found this. I really think they use this because this is this is just exactly how they do this. (laughs) Okay. The project Tani is referring to is her wildly popular anti aging skincare line, Core Skincare. The host has spent the past two years developing a line of highly potent and effective anti aging products that she claims are the solution for those who don't want to resort to plastic surgery. Yet, yeah, she's 24. I, I hope she doesn't resort to plastic surgery.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I just I just want to know that on my uh, Twitter profile uh, at the Blaze Keith um, I now am the tambourine player for the band's antimicrobial uh, resistance that Jeffy mentioned earlier and uh, my eye bags.
1: There's no there's no instrument more important than the tambourine. Thank you. it's if, underrated. If we did not have the tambourine, mm-hmm. there'd be no music on earth. Her product, hmm. core skin care. Sold out within minutes, 10 minutes, when it was first launched. And it seems the world can't get enough of the benefits and results. No, they can't. <laughs> Users of Core skincare are experiencing anti-aging results that before now were only possible through surgeons. It's obviously a much cheaper, easier, and safer alternative. because And because of that, plastic surgeons are finding it harder to look patients, to book patients for Botox injections and facelifts. Well, thank you, Tommy, for... That is really a helpful product. That's great. That's good. None of it's true, of course. It's not. None of it's true with Joanna Gaines oh, yeah. or any of these other celebrities. You know, they also use um, uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Cindy Crawford. Um, is this the
2: thing that uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James were having that big argument about?
1: LeBron James, I
2: think. I really hate that. You know,
1: a couple I think of. There is an erectile thing, though. Oh, it's not the face cream. No, it's not the face no. cream. It's the reptile <laughs> thing, man. <It's>, uh, <laughs> Again, how do how does this company get away with it? I just I can't understand it. It's the United States of America, and you can lie and slander these people and make things up uh, completely. Quotes attributed to them that they didn't say. Yeah. Feelings they don't have. Businesses they've never thought of. Amazing.
2: <laughs> Is there something on there like in really like size two font that just says? This is a parody, or not that I've
1: a- ever seen. I've never seen it. If it, if there is triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, it's Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: the Blaze Radio Network, and you can listen anywhere. Download the free app for your iPhone or iPad now at theblaze.com slash radio. No sooner do I get done making fun of the Tommy Laren story as it applies to the facial cream nonsense, nonsense, than I look at the top of the Drudge Report and it's uh what happened to Christina El Moussa will shock you.
2: Oh, no.
1: It's an ad at the top of the Drudge Report. I, I clicked on it. And it probably, you know, maybe has changed by now because that rotates a lot. I click on the story, and it looks like it's a uh, some health, news.com story. Numbers don't lie. Christina's fortune worth more than Tarek's. Now, this is the couple, if you're not familiar with them, from the HGTV show Flipper Flop. So they're doing the same thing to Christina El Musa that they're doing to Joanna Gaines. She may be only 33, but it turns out that Christina El Musa is running one of the highest earning companies in the country. And it's a facial cream company. I, this is... Somebody's got to put a stop to this. Someone has to stop it. <laughs> uh, Aaron, in, in India or Indiana? I'm guessing Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Indiana. Oh. Oh, you're on the blaze. <laughs>
12: Hey, I'm calling to help strengthen my argument on. I know this is kind of random on uh, with Nazis being compared to the far right. I consider them a far left group. Absolutely. Yes, I've been an ongoing argument with a colleague of mine, and he considers them to be far right. I mean, even if you look them up on Wikipedia, they're yeah, they're far right. And considering uh, you know anything you try to look up on them,
1: they are far right, Aaron. they're, They're far right on the European scale. Because the okay. Europeans don't have small government as an option, so the right. far right is fascism, Nazism, the far left is communism um, right. whereas in the American scale, our far right is small government uh as as tiny a government as you can possibly get and still keep order. and on the far left is you know socialism, communism, Nazis, communists, all of that kind of stuff though it is mm-hmm. not a right I mean Nazis are a big government uh off sh- they, they're they're right. only possible they're, they're because of big government right right they're collectivists they're collectivists' yes. they're into social programs yes uh, so yeah that's hey. what
12: I've been trying to say but I, okay hey they're, Aaron they're Aaron
2: mess. Aaron I, I got a yeah. suggestion here um maybe okay. ask your friends uh when they bring this up just just say hey you know what let me ask you this friend um uh, is is a socialist is that ideology on the left or right of the political spectrum and they'll say if they're you know genuinely honest with you if they're being uh, intellectually honest they will say they're on the left yeah and then you go oh right. hey uh, I just remembered
1: Na- national socialist huh that's what n- that's <laughs> right. what Nazi is short for hmm. <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> and you win yeah it's a, it's a win now they may not admit that uh, it's hard to get the left to even listen to reason it is, it is. All right. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Aaron. Mick in Rhode Island, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. So yeah, our good buddy uh Lincoln Chafee. I'm out of here
19: out of Rhode Island. Our doofus former governor, <laughs> this yeah. guy, is such a doofus. He actually was a Republican, that's was right. elected to governor as an independent.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. And
19: then joined the Democrats.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: That's right. And you just reminded me of something, Mick. You just, I'm sorry, it's completely, it sounds completely disconnected, but he was a Republican back when Bush was ready to sign so we could drill an Anwar, and there were seven Republicans in the Senate that stopped it, and one of them was Lincoln Chafee at the time, and it just occurred to me another one was named John McCain. Thank you.
19: Well, and, and he only ran off of his father's laurels. Hmm. Oh, he yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you kidding? Driving around here, you can't drive around Rhode Island with Chafee this, Chafee that, Chafee that, Chafee this. And then, uh, so then he hey, is, one more
1: quick take. He oh, is, oh. but wait, he, he is popular in Rhode Island? Uh, uh, Would you say? It's Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> it's, it's New England. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, my God.
19: And then we got this woman, Gina Ramundo. Oh, yes. Progressivism. Abounds. Oh, boy. Ugh. But uh, so people call it earlier, talk about, you know, how do you know that uh, Donald Trump isn't uh, a conservative? Yeah. Did anybody listen to, to Glenn and you guys for the last I know. year and a half?
3: <laughs> I know.
1: We tried to lay that case out every day.
19: You, you did. And if nobody caught on, people didn't caught on, they weren't listening.
1: Yeah, that's what I kind of think. Was yeah.
19: pretty apparent.
1: Yeah. All There's-
19: right. Thank you. But. Thank
1: Thank you. you. Appreciate it, Mick. Uh, Drudge Report right now. Do you have this on yours? Uh, Let me check here. Top of the Drudge Report right now. Say goodbye to Christina. Fans cry. How could this happen? See more. (laughs) You need a a better pop-up blocker, buddy. And then it's the facial cream thing.
2: Mine just says the word advertisement.
1: Okay, so you don't have it. Lucky me. Yeah. (laughs) Kathy in New Jersey. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. uh,
19: You were talking about uh, Tommy Lehren's dad. I sent that to do this morning. Okay, it was on Red State.
2: <laughs>
1: was it really?
19: Yeah when I when I was scrolling through the headlines, oh. listening to Glenn. Wait, as I a saw story, it on Red State Tur- Took the picture and sent it to Stu immediately, and I just forwarded
1: it to you. Fantastic! Thank th- th- you, thank th- you for finding that. But it was was it was it described as a story or a sponsored? Uh,
19: it didn't say anything didn't until really. you clicked on it, and then you found out, and it talked about the blueberry thing and every. <laughs> and I go, oh, this is another Joanna Gaines thing. It sure and is. They also do it. They also used to do it on the Blaze.
3: Yes, using
19: uh, um, Megan
1: kelly oh megan kelly oh yes that's right i forgot that she was victimized.
10: i sent a picture to you then <laughs> okay
1: all right thanks a lot kathy uh yeah i forgot uh, megan kelly was victimized with that too just about every attractive woman in media has been victimized by that <laughs> stupid stupid ad so bad trisha in ohio hi you're on with pat gray
5: hi there hi uh you know with yesterday uh the pirate Sings.
2: oh talk like a pirate day yeah yesterday uh-huh.
5: yeah mm-hmm. you, fr- you skipped over uh the meaning of uh shiver me timbers
1: what is the meaning of course i didn't do it because uh, doc it was did Doc's that thing, mm-hmm. but yep. but what is the meaning of shiver me timbers
5: when a cannonball hits the mast, uh-huh flinters of wood come off okay and that's shiver me timbers nice
1: okay all right there's something i didn't know thank you trisha that's good okay. stuff right there so I- good stuff Good
3: stuff.
5: Going going back to the uh, uh, doing stuff uh, El Natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about
2: skydiving?
1: Huh. She's uh she's definitely confusing this show for yeah. the Well Doc we appreciate Thompson her show. listening
2: to the Blaze Radio Network yes. all
1: day. That's awesome. I, I love it. Appreciate that, it, Tricia. But those are both topics from Doc's show. <laughs> I, I mean, so when I I'm a little about, lost I'm on not it. Sure how
2: I thought, boy, I've not been paying close enough attention to Pat today. What have we been discussing, man? <laughs>
1: yeah, because pretty much we haven't uh, been discussing that. Uh-huh. But that's okay. Uh, if you have plans again for the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, cancel them because uh, the world ends on Saturday. I, I think Saturday at 11 Eastern, 12. Uh, no. 11 central 12 eastern
2: i think there's some disagreement there maybe it's just my math but i still say 10 a.m central we're all gonna die
1: here's the thing though Mm. according to me the mysterious rogue planet i hate rogue planets you just can't you can't count on them (laughs) you can't count on them at all
3: Mm -hmm. the (laughs) rogue
1: planet nibiru Uh also known as planet x is on a collision course with the earth Now, I didn't have this part in my other story, so this is very, very frightening, which will bring, of course, world-ending tsunamis and earthquakes. Uh, He claims the dates of recent events like the Great American Solar Eclipse and Hurricane Harvey's flooding of Texas were all marked in the Bible. Meade now says Planet X theory lines up with more Bible codes and ancient markers on the Egyptian pyramids. This is frightening. NASA's already dismissed the prediction. Of course they What? Are. Calling the whole thing a hoax. Space agency has reportedly known about the Nibiru conspiracy uh-huh. theory for years. And they shot down the talk of Armageddon in a 2012 statement. Why? Because they don't have Bruce Willis mm-hmm. headed out on a spaceship right now to blow this dumb Planet X up.
2: You know what else is happening? All these NASA officials are getting into facial cream stuff. They're not around to go through with this.
1: <laughs> Pretty soon... Nobody's going to do anything but sell facial cream. That's the only business there's going to be in the United States at, in of America.
2: At what point does the market get saturated,
1: though? Are we there <laughs> yeah, yet? Because we're getting <laughs> damn close. Gotta be, got to be about time. Uh, all right. We will see you again tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray
0: Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.